Hello out there, everyone. Welcome to another milestone for the program. It is episode 20 of Did That Make Air? I'm, I'm amazed, frankly. Uh, joined by Ed Barnes, I'm Brian Wilmer. I, I am stunned that we made it past one, but hey, we've gotten to 20, so congratulations to us. I think if we've proven anything, Brian, from uh, all the times we've been podcasting together, it's that um, we usually don't run out of stuff to talk about. So <laughs> I don't know if you should really be as surprised as you are about making it this far in this show. Well, it's it's not necessarily running out of stuff to talk about. It's just overcoming the technical difficulties that we inevitably encounter in trying to do so. You know, I was trying not to talk about the technical difficulties <laughs> because there haven't really been any today. Uh, yeah, true enough. By the way, just uh, <laughs> so everybody knows, let me let me fill everybody in on on the uh, on the stakes of things here. Ed mm. Ed has a new microphone, so I do. Uh, if anything breaks on his side, if anything, you know, it doesn't sound as though it should. Please understand that's the reason, and we will summarily make fun of said technical difficulties throughout the remainder of the program. Good. Yes, I think we should do that. <laughs> we always do. By the way, yeah. uh, if you want to make fun of us, please do so. At Did That Make Air on Twitter. You can also email us dtmapodcast at gmail.com. Again, dtmapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to contact us, we got a lot to cover this week. We've both been on the road, and uh, we have some commentary about that. We always do whenever we travel anywhere. It's not one yes. of our favorite things to do. And uh, we have some dumb people to make fun of. And something that broke literally just before... We made air that I haven't even told you about, but we're going uh -oh. to get to it in the program, and I'll let you decide whether we lead with it or whether we wait. Oh, let's – breaking news. We've got to <laughs> go with what's hot and fresh. Yeah. We don't, have, we don't even have hot sprots takes on this program. It's just hot. Well, we, maybe, maybe later. <laughs> That's a different show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. The breaking news, just so you know, AskMen.com has now come out with their annual list – of 99 most desirable women. If Miley Cyrus is number one again on whatever <laughs> list this is, then we can just stop talking about it now. Actually, Miley Cyrus is number 99 on the list. I won't go through the entire thing, but she's number 99. Uh, okay. It says, why is Miley Cyrus desirable? And isn't that the $64,000 question? Uh, it says, the tongue-exposing, illicit substance-ingesting, wrecking ball-riding Miley Cyrus is the most controversial figure of the moment. With her hand on Tana days far behind her, she's become a boundary-pushing superstar, pushing something, whose music comes second to her brand. Sure, her act may be carefully designed to garner attention, but we're still looking forward to seeing what stunts she pulls this year. Are we? <laughs> they are. I don't think we are. <laughs> I, I don't really... I'm not interested in seeing what stunts she pulls. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't understand the fascination with the direction she's gone other than she's acting crazy. I mean, I get it. That's, that is the entire fascination, but it's not that interesting to me. I, I would think that if she wanted to rank higher on this list alone, I understand that she's gotten plenty of attention, so all this is great for her career. But if she wanted to stay higher on this list alone, she would have stayed looking like Hannah Montana, and then people would have had like a weird fetish thing for her, I bet. Oh, God. Man, I'm just just saying. <laughs> Jeez. People have a fetish for like Disney stars. Is that seriously a thing? I have no doubt. <laughs> God. So, what what about the people who ended up? You know, even some of the ones like grew up watching the show, or something like that. Jeez. I guess that's why there are certain people who grew up watching like Fergie on the Disney Channel at the time, and right. she, she was. You know, on a bunch of shows as a kid, and people were just like, "Oh, I remember Fergie when she—I I remember how hot she was when she was 12. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wash my eyes out right now. But by the way, uh, I was I was told that we needed a, a breaking news sounder for for all of this. You won't hear it, but uh, it's your breaking news sounder for those of you listening on the live and recorded side. Enjoy. But th- <laughs> they uh, they have a a quote from all these people, all the people who are in the list, and her quote. I, I'm going to need a. Miley to English translation on this. And I know that you are an educated individual, as I like to claim that I am. So I'm going to let you uh, decipher this quote for me. Quote, even people who want to hate on me, they can't even shut down the fact that I'm literally what everyone is talking about. Unquote. (laughs) That's that's such a perfect quote for anyone with a completely warped (laughs) sense of reality, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Because they've built in the denial into their original statement. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, see, you you and I have have both determined on numerous occasions that any time you invoke haters or hate or whatever, you've pretty much lost the argument already. But just to listen to this, I mean, even men who, or even people who want to hate on me, they can't even shut down the fact that I'm literally what everyone is talking about. I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. I don't know, but we're talking about her, so I guess <laughs> did, did she just win? Uh, did the terrorists just win? <laughs> yes, I think they did. We're we're oh. ta- we're talking about her when she's talking about. It. I I don't even know anymore. I'm just my brain is fried. How about who else? Who else is on the list? Okay, um, we can do all ninety nine if you want, or we can do the top fifteen and then look at some of the other ones in the. In the I, we do not 99. need all ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> We've got ninety nine desirable women, and Miley Cyrus isn't one. Uh, the top fifteen. Lolo Jones is number 15. Okay. I had to put a bobsledder. Is there a bobsledder quota? Is it just an unattractive one? I'm just wondering if that... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We have uh, Eddie the Eagle Edwards in here somewhere for the the ski people. Can't forget them. Absolutely. Ski jumping. It's a big market. (laughs) Apparently, that's the we're getting dangerously close to being into hot sports takes. But <laughs> yes, how is curling all of a sudden popular? I don't know, dude. If you watch Twitter late at night, and maybe it's because everybody's drunk, or maybe you know people can't sleep or whatever. See, last night I couldn't sleep, so weed I wa- is legal in several states now, Brian. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I watched a, a Battle of the Network Stars from 1979 last night because I couldn't sleep. Meanwhile, all these other people are watching like curling and everything. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, it's like, hey, uh, people are shoving a rock down some ice and people are sweeping after it. Can I point out something, though, about the fact you uh, watched the 1979 Battle of the Network Stars? You're not high while you're watching this. (laughs) No, no. I don't know if you can really – I mean, come on. When when one of the main stories of Super Bowl week was weed, (laughs) like, I, I, I mean, I don't know if there's a way to say I've officially hit the mainstream more than, you know, now Super Bowl cities are all going to have weed strains named after their players that are in the Super Bowl. Is that how it's going to work? <laughs> so is Richard is the Richard Sherman strain the thug? Is that what that is? I don't know. I was going to say maybe it put you to sleep and call it the shutdown corner. <laughs> Nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Tiger uh, fist. As, as for Lolo Jones, um, and by the way, there, there are probably quotes from her, but frankly, this is like a 103-screen slideshow, and I'll be damned if I'm clicking all the way through to get to her quote. But mm-hmm. uh, Lolo is for the I like thick and athletic women crowd. And, you know, maybe if, if – Yeah, considerably. I mean, she she got to like 160, I think, doing the bobsled stuff. I mean, she's she's muscular as hell. 
but she's also thick. She's she's not, you know, wiry like she was when she ran. Oh, okay. That's See, not I, ha- I haven't been uh, examining the hip area of one Lolo Jones lately. I'm sorry. Well, there was there was a big, um, <laughs> to use a Skip Bayless term, there was a big kerfuffle over how she apparently posted a picture on Instagram of her in her new bobsled outfit, and everybody's like, oh my god, she's got hips now. We, we, can't, we can't watch this. This is terrible. You know, so... If I could find it, I'd show you. Can't but... watch that now? Yeah, it's like, she doesn't fit the societal ideal anymore. She's dead to us. Uh, I think I found it right here, so it's loading up, and uh, I can't <laughs> wait to see the big to-do about this. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I guarantee you that she's still going into stores and probably, um, you know, probably still smaller than the average, you know, dress size. It's when like, she's shopping, it's like, you know, the, the woman is in crazy shape, even if she's bulked up for this. It's like, oh my god, it's somebody's butt and spandex. We need to start a big forty-five minute societal discussion about this. Um, and something that's going to make you really upset with me, uh, I, I think that she's doing the same face, which pretty much was every time I saw what was it, Nikki Bella on uh, <laughs> that freaking WWE <laughs> behind the scenes show, the divas thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Are you seeing, are you looking at the picture right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I get the point. Well, the thing is, if she's if she's doing a selfie, which it kind of looks like she was trying to do, she should be making more of like a kissy face at the camera than she is. She looks sad about it, actually. Although <laughs> big. she's she's she, still, she looks pouty. Yeah, she's still a virgin allegedly, so maybe she doesn't know how to make a kissy face. Who knows? Ooh. Oh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, take it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also on the list, number 14, Olivia Wilde. Mm-hmm. Eh. So that fulfills the nerd, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, between her and Olivia Munn, but both Olivias are, are big I'm probably for... I, I'm probably confusing them. Yeah, well. Just know there's <laughs> Olivia people. Uh, number uh, 13 is Cara Delevingne. She's a Victoria's Secret model. Okay, so... Is this where Jerry starts making fun of uh, my lack of manhood when I didn't know that she was a Victoria's Secret model? I, I don't know who the hell she is either. So Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah. I, I want to hear your reaction on number 12. <laughs> Prepare yourself. Number 12, number 12 is Kat Dennings. Mm-hmm. I, I think we know what uh, you know, quote of that would – maybe the two quotas that it fulfills. <laughs> See, That'd be the best way I can say that delicately. When I think of Cat Dennings, I think of uh, you know Cartman's Beth on the uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter episode of South Park. That's pretty much the image I have of her. Wow! <laughs> and like five people got that joke. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> uh, number eleven is Beyonce. Yeah. People love the Beyonce man. Overrated. She's, I mean, not that they all haven't had a lot of work. No, I shouldn't say all. But there's been a lot of work done in Hollywood, so I'm sure plenty of the women on this list have had some alterations made. But, I mean, it's not that hard to notice if you look at the early Beyonce pictures. She's gotten a lot of work done. Meanwhile, the other girls in Destiny's Child can't get work. Uh, That's just a tough part of life, Brian. Sometimes that's the the cycle. (laughs) Uh, They took being independent women the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number 10 is Kate Moss. Still? Apparently. That Playboy didn't fly off the shelves, man. Yeah, if, if you're into heroin chic, there you go. The so, s- I, I don't know. I'm sure that um, 
So would we guess like Williamsburg, Brooklyn would probably be into that look? <laughs> Wearing flannel shirts and Converse or what? <laughs> Men with neck beards vote for Kate Moss. There you go. That, that, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like because they put a lot of thought into this list, and I guarantee you, you know, it has very little to do with how attractive they really feel these people are. By the way, you know speaking, what I'm saying? yeah. Speaking of which, too, uh, we're talking about Converse's. I, I went into a Converse store while I was on a trip. I didn't last know they week. had Converse stores. Yeah, they do. They they have them in you know like the big time malls. But I, I went in there last week, and for those of you who are wonder, wondering the uh, increase of douche levels when you walk into a Converse store, you are approximately twenty nine percent douchier once you walk into a Converse store. It goes to forty one percent once you make a purchase. You know that's so incredible because I just don't remember. It's amazing how the the brand has changed with Converse, isn't it? <laughs> since we, yeah. since you know, since the eighties. <laughs> yeah, I had a pair of the the red high tops when I was like twelve, and I, that's the last time I remember they being fashionable. I guess you know, I've seen a lot of people with the low top versions now. Yeah, because they're ironic. It's kind of like listening to Neil Diamond. Same thing. Don't really listen to Neil Diamond. I don't even. I guess I'm not being ironic enough. I'll work on that. But maybe that's why I don't live in Brooklyn. I don't know. Uh, number nine on this list, I also don't know. It's uh, Margot Robbie from The Wolf of Wall Street. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen a lot of movies. That's been a conversation I've been having with a lot of people. Have you seen movie X? No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. And then that's the end of the conversation. It's gone pretty well. <laughs> so that reminds me, a friend of mine told me that he was going through and watching all of the movies that were you know, nominated for Oscars this year and wanted to knock them all out before the Oscar season came through. And I'm just like, are you having to go to like some you know, smoke-filled hipster theater in, in, the, uh, in, in, the, uh, in the wine district of your town that has like three screens so you can see all these things? Is that how that works? You know, I'm not really sure if it's that extreme that you would have to do for all of the Oscar films, but... <laughs> Is that really worth it? Does it make the TV show better for you if you can see that? <laughs> Not I. I don't, I don't know about them. But so, what's your what's your motivation? Do you feel you're cool? Probably it's it's probably the whole you know I I want to be worldly. I want to be societal. It's it's kind of the whole thing that that brought everybody to the foodie movement. You know, how everybody claims spend their food a lot of time movies. watching movies is what you really want to do in that scenario. That's a lot. Of time. That's a lot of your life that you're investing in this. Yeah. And For one day that comes, goes, and is arbitrary. The other thing, too, you figure you're busting like, you know, twelve fifty a pop on a, on a movie and you're seeing 10 movies, that, none of which are worth a damn. And you're just like, I just blew 125 bucks plus whatever to see a bunch of movies so people think I'm halfway decent. And if you said this and I missed it, then that would just be par for the course for me. But, um, <laughs> did, how far did this person take it? Like, was it just Best Picture? Was best actor, actress, supporting, uh, supporting actress? I believe it was best picture. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then that's not quite as bad. I just picture someone out there probably is like, oh, man, you know what? This was nominated for best makeup, and I just have to see it. <laughs> and I really – I just guarantee you it happens because the world's so big. Um, but I'd love to meet that person and and be amused. I would. <laughs> I'm going to see the, the nominees for best original score. You know what? Actually, I think might have won for makeup this year was Bad Grandpa, or at least got nominated. It got nominated, I think, because I saw Johnny Knoxville on the Daily Show, and they're talking about Academy Award nominated, and I think it was for makeup. 
It reminds me of the of the the one time that I flipped past Thirty Rock and didn't immediately turn it, you know, within seconds. Where Tracy Morgan was talking about his show being Emmy considered or something like that. Emmy considered. <laughs> you take a was there? Please tell me there was an ad in Variety. <laughs> please consider. Well, I I stayed on the screen long enough to see Jane Krakowski go out of out of the uh, out of the scene, and then I turned it off. So you know, I've had a lot of people tell me how funny that show is, and it just didn't. Yeah. See what what that show is. There's there's a difference between genuinely funny humor and look at how funny we are humor. And it's too self referential to me. I was still in season one when I stopped watching, so I don't know if it had time <laughs> to do that at that point. Um, I just bought season one on DVD because they had it on sale, and was like, oh, this is supposed to be a great show. And then I watched like seven of them, and I was like, you know, I think I'm good. <laughs> I've actually started watching less and less TV. It's because TV sucks more and more. That's why. Well, there's that, but I, I you know, I spend more time reading. Uh, I, th- I feel like that's been a better decision and use of my time. Do Do you eat dinner at four o'clock and you're in bed by seven too? Is that how that works? No, <laughs> no, no. Although there are plenty of weird reading binges. Like, oh, hey, I just spent a half hour reading about German soccer at eleven thirty at night. Why? I have no idea, but it's somehow that's that's where we went. Do you sit in bed with your warm milk and your Nilla wafers trying to trying to get tired? Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't really know how Nilla wafers got thrown into this or what's wrong with Nilla wafers. They are delicious. Well, sure they um, are. But... And, um, you know, I think you'd remember by now, Brian, that uh, my lovely fiance can't have the dairy, so well, not much milk around the house. Well, there's soy milk and almond milk and stuff like that. No, we don't have we don't have those either. <laughs> Well, see, that's your own fault. <laughs> I'm trying to bail you out here. Come on. Uh, you know, less dairy is not a bad thing for you. Well, yeah. Doesn't mean that I don't love it. Yeah, I was going to say less cheeseburgers is good for you too, but screw that. Uh, <laughs> They're opening an In-N-Out Burger within walking distance of my place. I mean, it would be about a four-block walk, I think. Wow. Well, look at it this way. Here's what you can do. You can run down to In-N-Out, eat your burger, and then run back. <laughs> that way it all looks out. <laughs> Well, you know, it's – I will end up going there shockingly little. I'm, I'm very sure I will end up going there shockingly little even though it's very close by. Yeah, see, I had somebody mention to me earlier today how much they were craving McDonald's. And I'm just like I literally cannot remember the last time I went to McDonald's. I can't. I guarantee you that it was in an airport for me. Had to have been some early morning flight. Because the only time I'd ever go there was breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, same here. You know? So, guarantee you I had some early morning flight. I was like, you know what? Apparently, I'm just going to kiss this day goodbye. So, I'm going to fire dad some fried meat. <laughs> it's like, I, I still I still laugh every time well, I see All I have to do is sit in a plane seat for the next five hours. So, I might as well just be in a coma anyway. I still laugh every time I, I see, like, Hardee's or Carl's Jr., which it's Hardee's here. It's Carl's Jr. there. And they, they have, like, chicken fried steak biscuits. And I'm just sitting there like, really? <laughs> Does that thing come with, like, you know, paddles for your chest or something? For some wow. reason, I always think of the Cardinals when I think of Hardee's. Because, you know, they have, the, the, they have some signage in the stadium for it, I think. Or was there one near – I don't remember exactly why. But I think there's one, like, real close by to the stadium yeah. that I'd always pass and think, like, oh, should I go to a Hardee's? No, I, I, I'm going to pass on that. I will go anywhere else. Um, you know, with the fine restaurant selections of St. Louis near the ballpark, which include, I think, Panera and, and uh, TGI Fridays or Hardee's. So, uh, 
I don't know. I, I just think the last thing the Cardinal fan probably needs is deep fried biscuits, chicken fried biscuits, <laughs> you know, any of those, any of the fried biscuits in general. I think I think that's the wrong thing for them. You might want to uh, consult the Googles on this, but I, I think that Hardee's is near the Adams mark, if I remember correctly. You know, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was good radio, though, folks, wasn't it? Um, I would like to take this this time to um, answer Jerry's question in the chat room. McDonald's does not do tofu out here. Um, I get it, though. I see where you're going. Um, but no, no tofu at the McDonald's out here, which is, you know, it's too bad. I think we'd all really be happy if we could get McTofu. <laughs> Ronald McHipster. Hearing about the stuff, though, that ends up at Ronald... Randled. Random <laughs> McDonald's restaurants, like the occasional ones where they test market having pizza or something like that or pastas, things oh, of that nature. Dude, no. You know, you've never heard of that stuff? I've heard of of pizza. I've never heard of pasta at a McDonald's. It just sounds vile. Oh, I'm not saying I'd ever want to have it. I'm just saying that I know it existed. Um I, I'll do a little Google search here and see if we can find a nice <laughs> list of stuff that was randomly at McDonald's. Um, so, you know, that's because also that's good radio. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we have eight women left to talk about. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Get back to the women. We got to talk about fried food. Um, <laughs> does, does it get better than women in fried food, though? Really? If you could fry women, uh, <laughs> I guess that would be the ultimate. I don't, I don't know what you're implying. But, Settle um, down, Dahmer. Uh, that's not what I'm. Hey, it's <laughs> not cool. Um, the hula burger. Oh gosh, is that is that like the big Kahuna burger? <laughs> that's that Hawaiian burger joint. So, um, oh, because Catholics over the age of fourteen are required to abstain from meat on Fridays. Croc had high hopes for his non-meat option called the hula burger, grilled pineapple with cheese on a bun. <laughs> he positioned his burger to compete against the fillet of fish sandwich. Okay, let, which let me, was invented by a Catholic franchisee to get around the no meat on Fridays rule. Let me let me just say this real quick. One of the schools when I was transferring, one of the schools I looked at pretty intently was uh, University of Dayton in Ohio, and that's a Catholic university for those who are not familiar okay. with it. And when I'm in their little you know KUC the the Kennedy Center their you know student union or whatever walking around on Friday, I noticed there's like mac and cheese and you know cheese pizza and stuff like that. You don't have to eat a damn pineapple on a McDonald's bun. You can actually eat something that is somewhat passable. So I, I find the whole thing laughable. That's that's a little scary. What's a little scary? Um, that, come on. What's your big event? What's your big idea? I'm we're gonna grill pineapple with cheese. <laughs> Can you, How hard was it for the yes man to say yes? Can you imagine now, though, if if they like got Guy Fieri to be involved with their their Friday menu? It's like this pineapple is off the hook. It's money. <laughs> uh, could you deep fry it in some sort of batter or something like that? That <laughs> might that would be something Guy would want to do. I'd assume, right? It's pineapple fried in hair gel with wristbands on top. God. Sweet. Oh, that's really scary. Uh, <laughs> Number four on the failed McDonald's menu items, McPizza, which I think we've both heard of, right? I've had it. It was uh, it was okay. It was kind of like cafeteria pizza. Gotcha. Actually, I take that back. If you look on the kind of uh, you know lifelong ladder of fast food pizza, there's all the normal pizza joints at the top, which is still not great, and then McPizza, and then Chili's Pizza below that. 
Chili's peanut. There's, that's that just sounds wrong. It's it tasted. I mean, folks, just so you know, Chili serves pizza now, and if you ever really want to feel the the feeling of what pepperoni and cheese tastes like on top of freezer burn, go get some. <laughs> what does freezer burn taste like? Uh, <laughs> so many things. It basically, Shattered dreams. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like seven fifty an hour. There you go. <laughs> that's true. Uh, number three on the failed McDonald's items, Arch Deluxe. Do you remember that? Oh, God, yes. Ugh. The Arch Deluxe where they were trying to talk about how classy their burgers were. Yep. And uh, somehow the bargain basement restaurant of McDonald's didn't do well with their, you know, high-class burger. <laughs> Go figure. That's weird. The McLean Deluxe, number two. I remember that, too. <laughs> 1991. Yep. 91% fat-free burger, 10 grams of fat compared to the Big Mac's 26 the secret was seaweed to make the burger low fat. What? It says the recipe called for carrageenan, a seaweed extract to bind the water to the beef. Beef made up of only 90% of the patty and water and the seaweed made up the remaining 10%. Despite the addition of natural beef flavor additive, <laughs> oh, the result God. was a dry failure of a burger that was later <laughs> called the McFlopper. Ooh, McFlopper. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh wait! Wait a minute. Sorry, <laughs> didn't didn't appropriately throw that in there. Hey, see, I was I was thinking to myself was as you were saying that I'm like, would it be really that hard to get a bison burger if you really want to go low fat? But then I'm thinking this is McDonald's. Can you imagine if they got like one bison patty, they'd have to cut it into like six pieces. That would be terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, gosh. And then this is not something I remember at all. Um. Oh, that would be why. Because it wasn't released in this country, it looks like. But anyway, number one on this list is the McAfrica. Uh-oh. <laughs> now it says, in its efforts to cater to people with expanding cultural palettes in the U.S. and to appeal to an international audience, McDonald's has released some themed sandwiches throughout the world. Take the McArabia, a flatbread chip sandwich with chicken, salad, and garlic sauce released in Arab countries and in Egypt to help stop boycott of American products in response to the Iraqi war. But their company made a major faux pas... <laughs> A different sandwich. This one was released in Norway in 2002. That's why we've never heard of it. Called the McAfrica. Consisted of beef and veggies and pita bread. It wasn't that it tasted bad, but it was in bad taste, according to critics, because McDonald's happened to release the sandwich at a time when massive famine was occurring in Africa. <laughs> the irony was too glaring for people to ignore. After being attacked as insensitive, the company agreed to roll back its plans for the sandwich and keep donation boxes for hunger relief charities at the restaurants that did offer it. And here they thought they were being sensitive by going with the second choice of their name. The first one was the Mick Apartheid. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. It's just... Oh, failed McDonald's items. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty weird list. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess they've got enough of a... I guess they've got enough of a following. They might be able to survive a bad decision or two. <laughs> yeah, we should all be so lucky to survive a bad decision or two. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, want to go back to the other list we were doing with yeah. this list in the middle of it? Yeah, but first, uh, I think we could all say what a crock. Uh, okay. Do we want to get into comment about get that streaker off the field while we're talking about Ray Crock? <laughs> no? Okay. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, see, the, the funny thing is, how did the McDLT not wind up in that list? The McDLT? I, it was that wasn't the one where it was 
gosh. I, I just remember one where they had a big thing where they kept the, the hot part in one side. Yep, that's what that part. was. Okay. Keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool. Cool yep. side cool. <laughs> Serve. This is just a waste. Are you, are you kidding me? I'm going to eat it right now. Yeah, it was served in a styrofoam container, and everybody got all pissed because, oh, you're being mean to the earth. Gosh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we, so we're nested like three lists deep into this program. We started off with one list, then went to another one, then went to another one. Now we're going back to the original one. So now uh, if you're confused on, on the program, you should know this is how we operate by now. So, yep. Uh, back to the, the list of the top 15 most desirable women from askmen.com. Number eight, I'm actually okay with. So we're, we're going to go ahead and get the seal of approval for at least one of these. Uh, number eight is Amy Adams. Amy Adams is cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with yeah. that. And, uh, you know, the whole redhead thing. I'm, I'm good there. Sure. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't say much else. Number seven, uh, Carrie Washington from Scandal, which appears to be the favorite of Facebook users everywhere. Okay, so that's Leonard Washington's wife. <laughs> Carrie Washington. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> She's from a little town called none of your... Anyway. <laughs> okay, all right. Now I know who Carrie Washington is. <laughs> she plays dice against Grits and Gravy and Ashy Larry. Yep. That's true. That's what it says here on her Wikipedia. <laughs> well... <laughs> That was an underrated sketch, too, now that I think back on it. That was... That was so great. Um, number six is Kate Upton. Only number six. I feel I feel like not saying anything at this point, because you cut yourself off before you could get yourself in trouble, so... <laughs> well, just, um, let's, yeah. let's just say that the uh, the same people who voted for Kat Dennings probably voted for Kate Upton. That, that uh, I'm more on board with the Kate Upton vote than I am with Oh, oh yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean... I'd much rather hear from Kate Upton than than a than a whiny uh, you know blogger and tw- and tweeter on a bad CBS show. So, okay. wow, anyway. big swing, Kat Dennings, huh? <laughs> um, number five is Emma Watson from the Harry Potter movies. People love the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, um, she's like nineteen and has a dude haircut. No, I'm just saying, man. There's got to be someone who's going out and seeing them. <laughs> Because uh, I haven't. No, neither have I. Uh, number four is Jennifer Lawrence from the Hunger Games and X-Men movies. People really like her with the short hair, too, which um not really my thing. But what can I say? Uh, number three is Emily Ratajkowski, who is one of the girls in the Blurred Lines video. One of your favorite songs, Brian. I know you <laughs> must know a lot about that video. <laughs> I have to say, I'm I'm much more okay with hearing that song in a game, like if they just throw it on for a second, uh, you know, a second during a media timeout or something. I'm okay with it, but hearing it on the radio 500 times a day, I kind of no. What percentage of the time that you see? Because I mean, I'd assume that if you're going to games, that probably ends up on a, what fairly often, right? Uh, yeah, especially there there are certain schools north of here, like up around. Uh, North Carolina A&T and High Point and those type of schools have played a lot more than the schools in South Carolina do. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've heard it quite a bit at games. So what percentage of the time are you seeing people getting up and dancing because that song comes on? Um, I'd say maybe a handful of people in, in each venue. It's it's not a big thing, really. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is at least there's there's almost always someone out there that would hear a song like that and be like, this is my <laughs> I gotta dance in a game. I, I'd much rather hear the uh, the 
always fresh and never played out rock and roll part two, where in the middle the uh, the crowd chants, "Hey, you suck." That's that never happens. Hmm, I'll have to keep my ears out for that one. <laughs> uh, number two on this list is again for the nerds from Community, Allison Bree. That people, the, the internet loves them some Allison Bree, don't they? Uh, they love them some Community. You know, yeah. not just her, but they, they yeah. love them some Community. And, and see, uh, Drew McGarry, our, our good friend, is a big Community person. I, I don't know. It, that's another show I never really got into. I, I would much rather see Joel McHale making fun of other shows than actually being on a sitcom. Just saying. I can't tell you the last network sitcom I actually watched on a regular basis. Uh, I really can't. I probably watched How I Met Your Mother before it triumphantly sailed over the shark, and probably the same thing with Scrubs. Okay, there you go. That would be it, actually. Scrubs. <laughs> that was that was the last one. Mainly for Doctor Cox. <laughs> what you haven't watched? And Bob the... Kelso. And Bob Kelso. <laughs> you haven't watched the TBS program that five people watch that Doctor Cox is on now. No. Ground floor. I, I am fully aware of it. They're just like, from the creator of Scrubs. It's like, oh, really? That's So that's how you got him to do it. Gotcha. <laughs> it's like, from the creator of Scrubs. Oh, and Cougar Town, too. Here's, here's a new show on TBS. <laughs> I mean, what would the alternate title for Cougar Town be? Botox Town? <laughs> Courtney Cox is 40 and her face is 13. <laughs> that's, that was... That was... That was a... Uh, thrilling conversation that I had while I was uh, sitting through a really, really great episode of Housewives of Beverly Hills the other <laughs> night. Uh, just, just, you know, sorry. Here you go, Jerry. I can't see it up any better for you. Um, Ed's a girl, where, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yep. Where, uh, where, where my lovely fiance uh, started pointing out how the Botox that this person had was wearing off in this scene, and then they would cut to her at her confessional. She couldn't there were no lines on her forehead anymore. And that was actually kind of entertaining. So would you say that, uh, you know, if Robin Thicke sang about that, that show would be no lines instead of blurred There'd lines? There'd be no lines, yeah. yes, absolutely. No lines, no movement either. <laughs> Sounds like a, uh, a song from the 80s from the alternative scene, Uncertain Smile from the, uh, from the band The The. You know. <laughs> Uncertain Smile. That's good. I like that. Um, and the number one... Uh, female on this list is from yet another thing I don't watch. Sweet. <laughs> Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Oh. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. I, I'm on board with that one, actually. <laughs> I see a uh, an, an, an image that they've had to accompany her, I guess. But uh, Did they have to blur something out? <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. She's actually clothed here. Okay, see, I was going to say, if they just wanted to get to the, you know, how is this person so popular? Well, here you go. Uh, although it's been kind of interesting, as, I, as that is a show um, that I've seen every episode of. There there was a lot of nudity in season one, and then that's that's definitely gone way down in each uh, subsequent season. So I wonder if she's demanding money for it or something like that. you got to write the nudity out of my character, please. By the way, uh, it's it's being brought up in the chat room on the live side that uh, you have to deny the the uh, cuteness of whatever women on on the housewives shows if you're ever asked. I don't really ever get asked. Um, <laughs> the, the housewives, the people on the housewives shows, for the most part, freak me out because there's, uh, you know, even if they're attractive, you can tell that they've had some work done. 
you know? Yeah. Something, there's something going on, or even if it's just an over-the-top makeup job. The, you, you look kind of weird. The actual write-up on this thing, it says more than a million people voted in the Ask Men tabulation, which asked readers... Well, and that's scientific. Yeah. It, uh, Hard it, and fast, <laughs> you know. Not a, no Twitter campaign could mess these results up. <laughs> it asked readers to vote for women who, quote, most closely match their ideals, unquote, and vote on more than just sex appeal. That means voters were supposed to consider the woman's, quote, character, talent, and potential for 2014, unquote. So is that how Alison Brie was so high because she has a great social media presence? <laughs> is that is that like the X factor of now for 2014? <laughs> she was probably voted on because she's accessible. Oh, uh, there you go. She's not accessible. Uh, Guys, you can let that go. That's not happening. Try rolling up on her. Like, yeah, how's it going? Um, you know, I got my nine to... F- okay, good talking to you. See ya. <laughs> it says... Some some of the recap that they have here, it's it was talking about Miley Miley Cyrus and the publisher of Ask Men says the God fun- she's literally all we're talking about yeah the uh, the final top ninety nine list is the product of both reader and staff votes but if it were up to the staff alone I don't think we'd be seeing Miley Cyrus on it that'd be the only staff she wasn't on this year uh, hey yeah hey oh uh, Ask Men <laughs> how's there no room shot for that one <laughs> sorry I I realize I've I've been kind of neglectful in my duties so we'll. That's great. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mister Jokey, Joke Maker. Yeah, that that works. Uh, <laughs> it says, "Ask Men Reader Votes secured her a spot, but we remain skeptical about some of her recent behavior." Yeah, you're not the only one. We'll see what 2014 brings, but at the moment, number 99 seems to be the right spot for her. <laughs> it says, uh, "It appears that TV reigns supreme with Clark's Thrones co-stars Ona Chaplin and Rose Leslie coming in at numbers 43 and 61, respectively. <laughs> Voluptuous, two-broke girl star Kat Dennings came in at number 12. Voluptuous? Really? Uh, that's, that's the word. Uh, if you're not rail thin, you are that in Hollywood, <laughs> isn't, basically. Isn't Adele voluptuous despite, you know, hammering a bunch of whiskey and smokes? Is, is that how, how that works? I'm sure that that word. I don't know. I'll Google it right now and see if that word is being used. Adele. Oh God. <laughs> so that's what this program's turned into, ladies and gentlemen. We just sit here and search the internet to to see if our takes are right. How, I don't know. Have you listened to the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> he has someone else do it for him. Uh, well, there you go. Twitter sassy Merlin said Adele looks voluptuous and delicious. So there you go. It must be true. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's let's just go to Urban Dictionary because they are the the highlight of everything. This is what they say about voluptuous. Definition one: having a strong sexual appeal or having a large bosom or appealing curves. The examples they give are: that guy over there is damn sexy. How voluptuous is he? Or did you see that girl? Her booty is so voluptuous. Um, there is another definition that says Old English for a hottie that is fat in all the right places. <laughs> the, ex- the old English part is the hilarious part of that. The, uh, the the example of it, the example sentence is: I know this chick who has really nice full breastuses and a slamming round ass with soft squeezable hips. She's just fat in all the right places. There you go. So yeah, Adele has really nice full breastuses. That's that's what we're saying. Breastuses. <laughs> um. Um, there's, there's another one too. 
What mothers would say if they were asked how their fat, ugly daughter looked like. It's meant to mean that someone's curvy, but nowadays it's used in the context of being overweight. And the example is daughter. Mom, I'm trying to go on a diet. None of the boys like me because I'm fat. Mother, oh, sweetie, you're not fat. You're just voluptuous. Wow. Um, <laughs> did you see the link I sent you, by the way? Um, I'm checking that out now. Okay. Sweet speak here. Came back when I Googled Adele voluptuous. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and guess that that pose is how she wound up with a record deal. Just saying. Well, did you, I was more interested in the... Uh, Whatever whatever the Pinterest term is for what's on the right-hand side of the page. I don't know. I never go on Pinterest. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Interesting. It's a, uh, a board, I'm guessing. Yeah. Something like that called Voluptuous Beauty. Yeah. And it's by a, Misty Blue. It's uh, a bunch of girls with big-ass hips. Nothing wrong with that. I can't really add to that right there, Brian. So yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to... Yeah. There you go. Conti- continuing along with how they wrote this piece, uh, I, I gotta say though, if you, just before we let that go, did you see the one in the top center? Uh, let me look on the right hand side. Uh, top center on the right hand side, or th- of the little board on the right hand side of the page. There's a top center picture. Uh, yes, that's. I don't know about that one. That's um, that's all kinds of wrong, is what that is. Yeah, yeah, that's that doesn't look stable. <laughs> What that looks like is somebody who did a guest spot on Family Guy is what that looks like. I don't know. Do we give an award to this person who you know, made those shoes? <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, actually, actually, I was, I was going to say something about the, uh, the hose, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> they, they took two pairs of pants and... <laughs> made, made one into one leg and one into the other. Yeah, that's a, that's a big lady. Uh, again, let it be said: we are we are not anti curvy women. There's just no. there's there's this no, one no. thing that's really just uh, striking. Anyway, we continue yeah. before we get into further trouble. Uh, Sorry, uh, that was a couple minutes for us, everybody. Yeah, uh, as if the three hours aren't. <laughs> <laughs> a dorkable new girl star, Zoe Deschanel, clinched number seventeen. A dorkable is apparently another word now. Being non-mainstream is so mainstream. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, How I Met Your Mother and Avengers star Kobe Smulders landed the 29th spot. Apparently they did this voting about five years ago. Uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black was number 38, which is another show everybody tells me to see, and I have not and won't. Taylor Schilling. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Sophia, okay. Ver- Sophia Vergara is number 40, which will truly sadden friend of the program, Neil Bradley, the, the Murray State play-by-play announcer. He is a Sophia Vergara nut. And to see that she's number 40, he would probably disagree vehemently. Well, I think, you know, he probably should go fight someone about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you were 40 on this list. <laughs> go throw. How's Sophia Vergara number 40? I'm kicking somebody's ass. Sorry, Neil. Totally. Should do that. We need to get Neil on here sometime. He's hilarious. Sure. Uh, Downton Abbey's Michelle Dockery is number 44. I don't know what that program is about, but it looks boring as hell. How do I not know any of these people? Uh, great question. Uh, Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad is number 47, another program I'm told to watch and still don't. What's this list again? <laughs> Top 100 women you don't know. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know the exact title of this list. Um, it is the 99 most desirable women from AskMen.com. People hated Anna Gunn's character. People absolutely hated her character. Oh, hey, Leah Michelle from Glee is number 48. Wow. Um, yeah, I feel too bad about that joke. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> oh, there are plenty of bad places I could go with yep. that joke, but I won't. Yep. Allison Williams of Girls, who is also Brian Williams' daughter, is number 54. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian is number 87. Apparently the uh, the peeing crowd got in on that one. Yeah, there you go. Demographics, man. <laughs> Kim Kardashian scored highest among guys who like to pee on girls and guys who like gigantic asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of Cards' Robin Wright was number 95. She was married to Sean Penn, so her, her judgment is completely shot, so I'm not allowing that one. Hmm. Okay. We're not allowing that one. And uh, Sarah Highland from Modern Family, which, again, I'm told to watch all the time and don't, was number 98. Hmm. Sarah Highland. Was she the... Let's see. As, again, we Google. Yeah. No. no don't, <laughs> I don't watch any of these shows. I don't know what to say. It's fine. Not, apparently, I'm not plugged into the pop culture anymore. Yeah, we're, we're not tuned in and turned on or whatever. No. No. Spending too much time... Trying to study up on ways I can get cheap travel to <laughs> international destinations because I don't really want to have to pay very much for a honeymoon. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, that's that's going to be part of our big question coming up. So for those of you who listen to this program for the big question, all none of you, that's coming up after this segment. Cool. So stay tuned. Let's do that. As, uh, as you continue to Google. No, I, I've Googled Sarah Hyland. I see her. I don't recognize her. She's very pretty. <laughs> Um, the three girls from Parks and Recreation, Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, and Aubrey Plaza, all made the list. They are number 23, 52, and 72, respectively. Amy, Amy Poehler? Yeah, I was going to say, what's, what's, uh, you know, what's desirable about Amy Poehler? She I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater when I say that. I'm just, like, I don't... See, that's all these people who are, who are like, oh, these award shows would be so much funnier if Amy Poehler and Tina Fey hosted them. It's like... Uh, yeah, funny to people who eat ice cream and wear glasses and sit alone with their dog while they watch award shows, maybe, but no. I, that's that's just another thing that I can't be bothered with. Award shows. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, which is not good considering I worked in an award show. <laughs> um, so unless I'm being paid to watch it, I guess, then I can be bothered with it a lot. In fact, please call me. Uh, but I'm just saying that... Um, People, talk, I, we we touched on it already with the guy who saw all the movies up for Best Picture in the Oscars. I, I can't remember the last time I watched the Oscars or even cared about who won Best Picture. Uh, what Best Picture? It's not a person. The 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 fact that Animal House didn't win every Oscar imaginable in 1978 pretty much showed that the Oscars are a joke. But I think it just illustrates the principle that you know you can't. Sometimes we just don't appreciate what we have in the moment. <laughs> you know, you're about some people how they're truly appreciated after their death. I mean. It's, if there's ever a movie version of that, I think Animal House. By the way, just saying, too, uh, for Amy Poehler, if Will Arnett didn't find her desirable, then I shouldn't either. Okay. All right. So, you know, if you're a comedian um, who's on Arrested Development and from Toronto, then, um, <laughs> Dude, you know, if, you should know, then you should go for Amy Poehler, I guess, or not, I if, guess. If, uh, if Job is no longer interested in her, then I'm not either. We, uh, we that, sum up the list. It says 47... I remember just a half second too late to tell everyone that that would be solid as a rock. <laughs> nice. 
Now I have the free at last song stuck in my head. Um, it says, in all, 47 actresses, 7 athletes, 1 businesswoman, 10 musical artists, 24 women in fashion, 24 moms, 2 pregnant women, 4 comics, comics, and 22 celebrity humanitarians made the list. Who are the 7 athletes? <laughs> Who are the 22? So, Lolo Jones. Uh, yeah. Did Sharapova make the list? I don't know. I'd have to scroll all the way through the, uh, yeah, the no, slideshow. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of page views for them. I want to know who the 22 celebrity humanitarians are. <laughs> In other words, I get promoted to do nothing. That's that's pretty much. Celebrity humanitarians. That's, yeah. That sounds ridiculous. Really ridiculous. <laughs> So we, uh, we carry on to tonight's big question, which is the most anticipated feature of this program. And the big question tonight kind of comes from a conversation you and I briefly had earlier, and, and you and I both traveled last week. So this is a very good time to ask this. Why is it that everybody who ever travels anywhere all of a sudden turns into the biggest jerk imaginable as soon as they step foot on an airplane? I figure because you're in a uh, metal box um that's like a petri dish of terrible germs this time of year uh, that you can't control and highly uncomfortable. The combination of all those factors and probably, you know what I've found when I'm traveling, that usually means I'm a little more apt to go out and have a couple drinks maybe the night before. So maybe people didn't get a good night's sleep. Maybe they have to lug their kids around. seems like everyone who's traveling feels like it's really difficult. So everyone has got their defense. You know, they've got their shields up. Right away. Just like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't get in my way. <laughs> and with going into that, seriously, going into it with that mentality, which a lot of people do, that really creates this bad atmosphere traveling. I firmly believe this. The best time to fly anywhere. And I, I stand by this. I've, I've flown to many places at many times. The best time to fly anywhere is a red eye out of Vegas. Really? Yes. I, I will not accept any arguments to the contrary. Everybody gets in, sits in their seat, and goes to sleep. It is the yeah, best way to fly. I guess that would be true. That's true. Everyone's probably tanked. We're going to get our day's worth <laughs> before we get to the airport. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like you have to check out of your hotel at 1130 in the morning or something. You might, you might as well go hammer time for 12 hours so you can go to the airport and be all trashed and everything and wander through the, the security stuff. Hey, consumers, how did we let that happen? How did we let it happen where Vegas is all of a sudden getting away with one fewer hour, you know, one less hour of room time? Uh, that's, Everywhere else is 12. Yeah, see, that's a great question. First of all, hotels that have an 11 a.m. checkout, I don't like you to begin with. But what what really is a problem, there's – I'm sure most people have heard of Myrtle Beach, which is a a tourist destination in currently snowbound South Carolina. But – they were planning an idea where they were having staggered checkout times because traffic getting out of there is so bad. There's only you know a couple of real roads in and out of there. So they were talking right. about having like the South Beach checkout at 9 a.m., the Central Beach checkout at 10, and then the North Beach checkout at 11. Can you imagine if you're staying somewhere where they had a 9 a.m. checkout? No. No, I can't. <laughs> that would be awful. Especially at a beach. Top of that. I was just in Vegas, and that's why – I remember being I, – I had to leave around the 11 o'clock anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. Uh, I ended up leaving at 11.20 because I'm such a rebel. Kept Ooh. the room for an extra 20 minutes. Wow. Didn't pay for another day. Wow. I know. So this 11 a.m. checkout thing, I always end up being reminded of it while I'm there. Just coming, what? That's just – that just doesn't seem fair. What can I say? It doesn't seem fair to me. You get 12 o'clock everywhere else. But – Yeah. 
So I get out of there at 11, and I, I did the TV checkout because there was no way I was going to be waiting in line to get my receipt. I will call and have them email me one. I will do anything else other than stand in that line. I'm heading straight outside to a cab. Make sure that guy gives me a receipt before we even leave the curb. <laughs> we need to expense this now. now. <laughs> so, um, but the 11 a.m. checkout, that's no good. But I, I know that. I still can't believe, though, that I spent three days in Vegas and literally did not gamble one dime. See, I don't know why that happened. I don't know how it happened. That's just crazy. I mean, you have to at least hit a poker table or something. Yeah, I, I walked by a lot of them. Um, but uh, I was just like, you know what? I'd rather just make money on this trip. What can I say? <laughs> so uh, one of the things that did happen, though, is there was I, I worked this, this fighters-only MMA award show, which was, you know, uh, interesting experience. Don't do a lot of entertainment stuff. So it was an interesting experience. And afterwards they had an after party at Tao. Right. The club there at the Venetian. And I ended up going in, uh, there with a friend of mine. They just said, Hey, talk to this guy at the door. He'll get you in and then come back to our table. And I'm like, you know, we'll go in there, check it out just to see the scene because it's not my scene at all. I just want to see what goes on in there. Why are people lining up to go into a place like this? Okay. You know? So we go in there, and we find where the tables are, and the guy's like, oh, I'm in the back left corner of this section. So I try to walk in the section. The guy's like, excuse me, sir. Um, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to find my friend Greg's table. Uh, he's all, do you have a table number? Uh, no. He just texted me uh, before and said talk to either Chris. And he's like, you've already passed that point. Do you have access to this area? I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to get access to this area. All right, can you move aside, sir? Like, All right, thank you for being so friendly. Appreciate it. That was, you know, at that point, it's like, you know what? I'm going to be here um, paying you know, $15 a drink around people, uh, you know, who – the number of people that were stopping at various points in that club to just take a picture with something that was part of the decor of the club to show, hey, look, I'm at Tao was shockingly high. Now I have to Next, ask so like, a question. Yeah. Um, and you, you might want to be diplomatic in answering this. Which, okay. which Vegas event has yeah. more random tag-along whores that show up? The, mm -hmm. the uh, MMA awards or the AVN awards that they hold there? Oh, my God. Come on. That's, that's a slam dunk AVN awards. <laughs> slam dunk. It's probably closer you than you think, though. It's, no. It's no, a... it's not. I was, I was at the MMA awards. The amount of tag-along was not – there's – there were, you know, there were several attractive women there um, and around, but at the same time, um, you got to think of the factor that people are tagging on at the AVN Awards just because they're trying to get in the business. Well, yeah, but it's also probably because the uh, <laughs> the MMA Awards people probably, you know, tackled the uh, their you know dates to the ground and put their junk in their face and started punching them. You know, I don't think that's fair, at all, Brian. <laughs> Come on, that's not that's not true. <laughs> That's just not nice, in fact. <laughs> he told me he wanted to do a rear naked choke. I didn't know that was going to happen. Wow. Okay. We're just... <laughs> anyway. Mm. Rear naked choke. I mean, I, I do enjoy... It. The names for some of the moves are just <laughs> are amusing, aren't they? Oh, yes. Definitely. And, you know, I, I hear some of them and they completely go in and out of my head. But the, the rear naked choke always sticks with me because usually... Rear naked choke? You, you would see that one of two places. Either the octagon or a trailer. <laughs> How do you think it, it translates from the trailer to the octagon? <laughs> Maybe some some people have an octagon in their trailer. 
That would be, <laughs> you know, if there's an RVing magazine, I'm sure that it's been in there. Oh God! And see, that's so, that brings up another thing too that I was talking I to you about. That too? Yeah, do that. Uh, something I was I've talking about in an RV. Yeah, off air. Uh, this this is another thing. I'm still saying that we need to have somewhere on tarmacs around the uh, around the nation have a trailer sitting out there and label it Southwest Lounge. That would be fantastic. Um, I've been lucky enough to be able to have access to some of the airport lounges um, as I've been traveling. And it's a nice perk. You can go and have a few free drinks, maybe get a light snack or something like that. And it's you know free Wi-Fi and more comfortable chairs in the terminal, less crowded and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's nice. But, uh, yeah, I can only imagine the day where Southwest is going to start opening anything like that. Well, that would uh, actually cause us to have to raise our fares. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> he, uh... And you know what? That's smart. <laughs> I can see that now. You can pay an extra twelve fifty to get early bird check into the to the lounge. It's like, damn it, I can't get in the lounge for an hour. I've got B thirty seven. No, see, we we're, were talking about travel and talking about red eye stuff too. I'm I'm thinking of the cities from which I've flown a red eye. I've I've been on a red eye from four places. I've been on a red eye from San Francisco, Denver, Vegas, and Anchorage, Alaska. All right. I don't know if if, uh, if you're Alaska. I didn't know you'd been to Alaska. Yeah, it was years ago. But I've I've been to Alaska, saw the Midnight Sun baseball game and all that stuff. Um, Did you? Yeah, it was. That always sounded really interesting. It's cool, actually. And um, this was back, I think, when Mark Redman, the former big league pitcher, and and several other people were playing up there. And and uh, I, I think Casey Blake was playing up there too, and a few other people. And you know, just random names. And yeah. <laughs> You know, I saw the saw the uh, the Midnight Sun game. This was actually the same year that the whole OJ stuff happened. So I'm sitting in the stands as ninety one, yeah, ninety two was it? Uh, ninety four, ninety four. But I'm I'm sitting in the stands as they're talking about all this stuff, and you know they're they're talking about the OJ chase and all that, and I'm just like, uh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't you know it was long before the internet and all that. So well, the you internet seen it around. on YouTube? No, because YouTube <laughs> doesn't exist. Um, that was such a weird day, though. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, the, the the Knicks and the Rockets in the finals that that day too, and and uh, the the OJ Old thing. Cup. Yeah, and see, I remember the verdict from from that because we're sitting there in Intro to Electronic Media and we're watching the verdict unfold, and so we're getting like real time reaction from students in the class, and we're talking about the media coverage of it. So right. it, that's really the first time where I was really in tune with overall media coverage of a big event. I mean, of course, we, we were around as little kids for the Challenger stuff and all that, but I don't think we were really old enough to process it. And that was one of the first big-time events that got all that coverage that we could right. really follow. Now, I remember sitting in class listening to the verdict, and people were betting on it in my class. <laughs> I think he's going to be guilty. I think he won't be guilty. Let's bet. Okay. And I do remember like multiple people exchanging money afterwards. And I, you want to bet on this? No, no, I don't think I do. You better file that on your taxes as income. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> no, we. I don't know. Maybe you can get out of it if you use LegalZoom, right? <laughs> and ironically enough, Robert Shapiro was behind LegalZoom, who was also behind the OJ thing. Oh, I know. That was, that was all part of See? <laughs> I'm so meta. Yeah, it's corporate Whatever synergy. I don't even know what it means. But yes. <laughs> The, uh, I don't really know what meta means. But the other thing about around all over. <laughs> the other thing about a hole travelers, 
And uh, for those of you who are listening, by the way, if you have any travel stories that you want to share with us, please do uh, tweet us at Did That Make Air. You can also email us at dtmapodcast at gmail.com. The other thing, and I told you this off air too, and I'll, I'll tell you again for the, for the benefit of those who are listening. I was flying Southwest last week, and I had A34. So I go to get in line, and this guy comes running up and jumps in front of me as soon as they start boarding, and he's got A59. And I'm, I'm just like, sir, you know, you need to be back in the back of that line. And he's just like, what's the difference? We're all going to get there at the same time anyway. So I get on the plane, and there's one exit row seat left because it's a through plane. And he jumps into it and then sits down and smirks at me. And I'm just like, if I, if I felt like going to jail right now, it would be go time. I know I shouldn't react I that way. I wouldn't blame you if you did. Yeah. I really wouldn't have. I mean, I know I shouldn't react that way, but when, you know, when you're tall, uh, which I am, <laughs> and, you know, you need leg room and you're riding in one of those 737s where it's crammed all to hell and, you know, there's one exit row seat. And some, you know, five foot nothing jackass jumps in, jumps the line in front of you and then takes it and then smirks at you. That person needs to be beaten. I remember boarding a Southwest flight. Uh, I was flying with a few people uh, as part of the Padre crew from spring training. And, you know, we all had a something boarding passes and two people behind me was our six foot six producer at the time. And I was walking past the exit row and I saw a seat and thought about grabbing it. And just as I kind of turned to the side a little, I looked back and I saw Nick and was like, oh, I should leave that for Nick. So as I, I kind of like took a step towards the seat, you know, like stopped and turned. And the girl behind me was like, oh, weak. And I turned around. And there's this like five foot two girl. I'm not even kidding. Five foot two, maybe. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to take that seat. And she's like, oh, OK. And then, uh, you know. I walk to an aisle like two rows later or something like that and turn around and see this five foot two girl go into the exit row seat where there is no seat in front of her. Oh, dude, seriously. And our six foot six producer is looking at me with his hands out like, what just happened? (laughs) I felt so bad for the guy. I mean, obviously nothing I could do about it, but unless I could have, you know, I didn't realize she was going to be so. So stupid about it. I would have screened her if I had known she was going to do that. Honestly, <laughs> would have just been like, "Yeah, I'm taking that seat. Just move it along." She, that's, see, that's where you need to implement the ball screen mentality. Yeah, just bump, bump her I mean, off the ball. Ridiculous. See, uh, go ahead. You talked about getting potentially arrested on a plane. I do have a story okay. that relates. All right, and I have not read this to you. I said that I had it to add to the show, but I haven't told you about it. So okay. enjoy. A drunken woman was cuffed and escorted off a diverted Delta Airlines flight after allegedly trying to get it on with a passenger and exploding into a violent rage when he turned her down. Oh, Friday night's flight from Baltimore, Washington. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. When you see the picture, the, the, the hair on this woman is shorter than mine, and I do not have long hair. Wow. So. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, Friday night's flight from Baltimore, Washington International Airport to Salt Lake City of all places, had to be diverted to Minneapolis-St. Paul after the terrifying onboard incident. There is a video if you do want to check this out at some point, uh, and I will send you the link as, as, um, as, as you can see for yourself. Cell phone videos show the woman seriously freaking out, and this is great copy by the New York Daily News, by the way, seriously freaking out. <laughs> the first expedive-laden recording sees her repeatedly threatening to effing kill the passenger who rejected her sexual advances. She continues continues ranting even as the pilot speaks over the PA system to explain he will be making a stop to boot off the angry passenger. A second clip shows the woman now subdued being led from the plane by police. 
Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport spokesman Patrick Hogan told the Salt Lake City Tribune that the woman was very intoxicated and grabbing at passengers on the plane. How would you not want to hit that looking at the picture? I mean... Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Luz Dinora Padro, who uploaded the footage to YouTube, said in the description that the woman had a few drinks before making sexual advances to a male passenger. She became angry, Padro added, and refused. And when he refused and raised her fist, she raised her fist to strike him. Sorry, that was a good read. (laughs) The woman who has not been identified was taken to Hennepin County Medical Center. The FBI and TSA are now investigating, and she could face federal charges for causing a disturbance while the plane was in flight. Following her removal, the 737 and its 132 passengers continued on their journey to Salt Lake City, landing 90 minutes late. <laughs> Speaking, by the way, and wow. Uh, if, you if want to you... get it on? No. <laughs> Fight you. I'm telling you, man. That's the basic recap of what happened. Entertainment and trailers. Leaving out the uh, bar in the terminal before the flight. Well, she she clearly saw the, the metal you know tin thing with the wheels on the bottom and thought, hey, I'm in a trailer. Right. Um, we, we were talking about taxes. <laughs> Dateline, St. Petersburg, Florida. A 51-year-old man was arrested Sunday night after he drunk dialed 911 to see if his tax return had come in, Pinello Sheriff's official said. That's an emergency. <laughs> uh, James Mahoney. What is, what's the dateline on this? Uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, okay. What, what, the, what about the uh, – when was it published? Uh, February 10th. So yesterday. How fast do you expect them to turn that around, man? It's the government. <laughs> he probably went to what, like like those uh, tax services with the Statue of Liberty person waving outside. They shouldn't call it TurboTax anymore. <laughs> That's bull crap. It's speed of light tax. It's better than TurboTax. Uh, <laughs> James Mahoney of St. Petersburg, who called 911 while intoxicated and said he was messed up <laughs> when... Uh, <laughs> when deputies arrived, he was sitting in the 5,000 block of Haynes Road and was still on the phone with the dispatcher. When deputies asked him why he called 911, he said it was to check on his tax return, according to the arrest report. Mahoney was charged with making a false 911 call, a misdemeanor, to which he pled no contest on Monday morning. He was sentenced to two days in jail and released. He was also ordered to pay a $450 fine, although no word on whether they could take that out of his tax return. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so that's... uh. That's oh, a good use of nine one one. We uh, use nine one one with IRS. You know they're practically the same thing. Well, you know, wouldn't you figure that they're already figuring out what your thoughts are anyway? They're they're already spying on you, so you might as well. Right, of course. Oh, sorry. Adam. So, yeah. I, were we talking about taxes earlier? <laughs> we were. I was. I was mentioning how we needed to, you know, claim the the revenue from betting on the OJ verdict on taxes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I you know, I may be going to see my accountant on Thursday, <laughs> so that should be fun. Uh, um, yeah. No, the good thing about it though is I've always gotten money back the last few years, so I'll take it. Speaking, by the way, of we we were talking about more synergy on this program and segues and such. Speaking of people who got angry when people wouldn't do what they wanted, a Fort Pierce, Florida woman stabbed her fiance because he wouldn't drive her to the liquor store. Police said. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to drive me to the liquor store. No. Okay, well, then I'll cut Stab. you. Stab. <laughs> amazing. Let me, uh, let me send you the mug on this uh, so you can look at that while, while I talk. Wow. Uh, Melissa Bob. I'd actually be driving to the liquor store on my own. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what that, that tattoo is on her after? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> neck tattoo is nice now that I look at it. I didn't even realize there was a neck tattoo. Uh, Melissa Bop was arrested on a charge of aggravated battery. <laughs> 
Bah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> and of course, the bad thing is, if you shorten her first initial and her last name, it's M. Bob. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the, uh, yeah, we need to It's 17-year-old music jokes, y'all. Yeah. Uh, according to a Fort Pierce police report, Cedric Henry called 911 to report that his wife stabbed him in the stomach. <laughs> Uh, oh man Henry told police Bop asked him to take her to the store to buy some liquor but he refused saying he would not drive intoxicated upset Bop then stabbed him with what Henry called quote a big knife unquote police <laughs> with quote a big knife I didn't know we had moved into idiots I still had more things to rant about with travel oh dude we'll, we'll get back to that I just I, I was uh, you know just getting into morons but okay. you can certainly get back to travel. Um, I have an international moron. <laughs> Henry was taken to Longwood Regional Medical Center. His condition was unknown. Police said Bop's child witnessed her stab. Henry, Henry's grandmother told police that Bop and her grandson lived together and they were engaged to be married next week. So we've already called, had her called a, a wife and a fiancé. Which one is it? Accuracy is job one in our media these days. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Uh, let me let me tell you this one other moron story. We have so many morons, but I'll, I'll tell you this one, and then we'll we'll move back to your travel rants. Uh, Dateline, Pinellas County, Florida. A man stole a large amount of cat food from Walmart that he said he planned to sell to his friend with three hundred cats. Three hundred cats. <laughs> How do you sleep? Uh, believe it or not, this is not the girl who played Blossom who owns three hundred cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got you've got two cats. I have two cats. Yes. If you try to sleep in past a certain time, what's going to happen? Um, well, yeah, they, they they won't allow that. <laughs> yeah, they'll walk on you. They will, you know, and if you put them outside, they'll start scratching at the door. I mean, if you had 300 cats, I don't know how you'd manage to get any sleep in. There's there's something so funny coming up. Not, not this next paragraph, but the one after, though. Uh, officers responded to the Walmart on U.S. Highway 19 North in Clearwater to investigate a shoplifting case involving cat food. Loss prevention staff had detained James Lawler for loading up a shopping cart full of cat food and then walking to his car without paying. Now, this is where it gets better. Lawler explained to officers that he'd done this in the past and that he steals the cat food to sell in what he calls hustling. So Every day. awesome. Every day I'm hustling. <laughs> Can you imagine Rick Ross writing a rap about stealing 300 bags of cat food? <laughs> he probably got that as his ringer. <laughs> When asked for a comment, he said, "Every day I'm Muslim." Uh, mm-hmm. He he sells the or he, Ross wearing a diamond encrusted, you know, <laughs> cat. <laughs> God, well, of course, I can't. I figured for sure I'd come up with a freaking cat food brand before I had to, and then I didn't. So there goes that joke. Yeah, of Can course. we edit that out? Can we pause for an edit? Yes. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> and no, it was not done in Catmandu in the chat. Oh, gosh. Um, Lawler says he has a friend with 300 cats, and he sells the food to him or others. Him or others. 300 cats. Still not. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. I can't get past the 300 cats, man. I, I can't either. There, I there's, really can't. There are so many dumbasses that we need to talk about, but I'll, I'll let right. you, I'll let you uh, comment on your travel stuff first. No, I have our I have our international moron that I have to get in. If we're going oh, oh, okay. to just, just drop a few in, we'll come back to travel. Okay, don't worry. Well, go I for got it. plenty of things we can talk about. Okay, we want to talk about miles. I can talk a lot about miles. Right, I know that's really good radio too. <laughs> uh, but here's uh, this comes to us 
um, via a couple sites, the Metro in the UK and also the site Football 365. They do a column called Media Watch, and they always have a non-soccer story of the day. Uh, today's, or actually it's a couple days ago, but anyway, goes, a man allegedly torched his own apartment in retaliation for being banned from masturbating in front of open windows. <laughs> Kenneth Haskins was told by his building's manager to stop performing sex acts in full view of his neighbors. However, believing the ban was unfair, the 58-year-old then tried to burn the property to the ground. It is reported. (laughs) Haskins was charged with arson after fire investigators found flammable liquids had been used in both the kitchen and bedroom to accelerate the flames. <laughs> By the way, I just want to read that first sentence again. I think the first sentence carries a lot of weight. Okay. A man allegedly torched his own apartment in retaliation for being banned from masturbating in front of open windows. <laughs> uh, two things to add to this, by the way, that are apparently okay. not in, included in the uh, the copy because I found this somewhere else too. Okay. Um, first of all, this happened in Florida, as as you might imagine. Uh, the other thing, even if the international morons can't be international. Florida makes it all <laughs> over the place. But listen to this: Haskins, who has lived there for more than a decade, suffers from facial disfigurement that is the result of having previously oh. shot himself in the face with a shotgun. Oh, God. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not want to laugh at that that hard. But I can't help it. I can't help it. So uh, apparently, he knows the danger of blowing in his own face. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. You got me. You got me. Oh boy. Does the beard blow in his own face? <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Normally, I'm pretty composed, but that you got me. <laughs> I, I get this bad feeling. We're not going to get to sports tonight, and if we don't, that's fine ah. because we're totally climbing up. It's all good. Yes. What's the difference? <laughs> matters no okay but in all seriousness <laughs> to try to get back kind of you know me not laughing kind of track uh, it, the thing that i keep noticing about every time i travel is that people's uh any kind of respect of your personal space is gone oh yeah absolutely absolutely gone yep. and not just on the plane where you're crammed into the you know small seats and for you it's got to be even more of a problem uh, absolutely you know, i'm 511 yes. but the thing that's the biggest problem for me and you know for you as well is we're both we're both, both fairly broad-shouldered individuals. Yes, absolutely. So I ended up changing flights because, like a moron, I looked at this game I was working for ESPN and saw it as 3.30 and was like, oh, all right, well, then the next flight that I'd be able to make is at 9, so I'll book that one. At least I'll get home that night, even though it'll be late. Of course, because it was ESPN, they live on Eastern time. And like a moron, I didn't notice it was a 12.30 game until like two days beforehand. <laughs> Fail. Uh, because I'm really smart. Um, so that, of course, would allow me to make the 6 o'clock flight, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I switched to it, um, and the last seat, literally the last seat, uh, was assigned to me, and it was uh, the middle seat of the bulkhead on the left-hand side of the plane. Oh. So I was in there with a uh, – there was an African-American gentleman in the window seat who was probably about 6'5". Okay. And there was a uh, gentleman who probably was about 225, um, not not like from working out, you know, older gentleman, mm-hmm. big guy uh, in the aisle. Uh, and I was just crammed in the middle. So for the first like half hour of the flight, I pretty much just leaned forward like elbows on knees, just like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? Uh, thankfully, the gentleman in the window seat fell asleep kind of against the wall. 
So he kind of turned that direction and gave me a little bit of breathing space. <laughs> but man, that I just was thinking I had not sat, sat in a middle seat in a couple years. You know, I go out of my way to try to make sure I can be on the aisle because I like to get up, you know, when I can. Right. I get bored. So I just kept thinking this is why I go so far out of my way to try to make sure that I don't, because they those two guys, they 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 had staked their claim to space. They were not moving. I was one of, you know, I got on the plane after they did. They claimed the armrests and the whole deal, man. I tried to lean back and it's like I would get 80% of the way back and then start to clip people's shoulders. And I was like, all right, this isn't working. Well, see, this is where you and I differ. I, I prefer the window seat mainly because, A, I know that other people are going to want to get up and get down and stuff. I usually don't on a plane. And also... I like to just sit down, buckle my seatbelt, put my headphones on, and ignore the chatty gentleman who inevitably sits beside me. Yeah. No, you and I differ in that regard. Is I usually do get up while I'm on the plane. And I know that. And because I know that I'm going to do that and I never sleep, I figure I might as well be in the aisle seat. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the opposite of me, too. I usually, you know, I'll hit a Dramamine or something before I get on the plane, and I'm usually out. I, I really wish I could do that. I, I am not good at sleeping on planes. I don't know why I never really feel comfortable, and there's no good reason for it. But for some reason, I just never feel like I get comfortable. It's all because you're scared somebody's going to jack your stuff while you're on a plane. Um, no. No, it's not. Liam Neeson is there in first class waiting to shoot somebody. That's what I've learned from watching <laughs> commercials lately. <laughs> Yeah, you're scared. You're scared. You're gonna hear, "Give me back my son!" in the middle of your flight. You know, I I just kind of people. Is he gonna do any other types of movies at this point, or has he just decided, look, I can just be that guy that always kicks everyone's ass? <laughs> well, but how did they get? How did they get so many movies out of Taken? Uh, I didn't see the sequels, but that that was amazing to me. <laughs> Taken Five, they steal Liam Neeson's office furniture. Yeah, it's... <laughs> if you harm one that. stitch in that chair, so help me God, I'll kill you and your entire family. They kidnap his cousin, sister's brother's boyfriend's roommate. <laughs> you know? <laughs> See, what they need to do is just have it, like, be synergistic with 80s movies. They need they need to have, like, you know, Ferris Bueller gets kidnapped and Liam Neeson has to try and rescue him or something. And... Oh, God. <laughs> has to get past the nose of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> Ed Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Feeling it. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> Jeez. Um, <laughs> Is that his pre-nose job? Get it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. But by, by the way, we were speaking about blowing in people's faces. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me go back to this story. <laughs> According to an arrest report, 27-year-old Brian C. Hussey of Crestview, Florida was walking down Ferdin Boulevard when the when an officer stopped to ask about his ask about his welfare, quote, "During the encounter the defendant blew in my face two times," the officer wrote in the arrest report. He was advised twice not to blow in my face. The defendant told me he could blow in my face and that he doesn't take orders from Asians. <laughs> uh, the defendant blew in my face a third time and not only struck me with air but spit as well, unquote. <laughs> How is your well-being? Well, it's uh, it's about to be a lot more locked up. That's what it is. <laughs> because taking orders from Asians is always a, a nice play when you're mm. talking to a cop. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I would think that the police normally would uh, appreciate if you didn't openly question their authority. <laughs> or if um, you didn't call them Asians. And then <laughs> spitting work. in their face as well while uh, throwing around racial terms. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe that's just what's led me to, you know, have a clean criminal record. <laughs> maybe I'm just spitballing here. Oh, hey, spitballing, hey. Yep. Hey now. See what I did there? <laughs> Just tried to sneak it in. Just tried to slow play it. Yeah. By the way, my my father uh, mentioning the the scary image of Liam Neeson starring in a remake of Deliverance. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Ned Beatty couldn't make it down the river with <laughs> Liam Neeson. Would it be a different movie? <laughs> you could have the the movie and I forgot. <laughs> this summer you'll have a real pain in the ass. <laughs> Deliverance. <laughs> and then, yeah. Squeak, squeak, and you know, playing in the background while that's up. Yep, squeak like pig. Um, Star- starring Liam Neeson and Zach Brown. <laughs> Zach Brown. God. That's funny. That's yeah, bad. we're not getting the sports, but I don't. I don't care. Whatever. All, all that there is there is going on in sports this week is is more uh, arguments about Michael Sam, and really, that's we, we've already talked about that subject five hundred times. We don't need to go down that road again. You know what we could do is we could just edit out the part where we talked about Lolo Jones and her bobsled uniform, and then we just release that as a sports batter show. We'll just, you know, we can just like record some raps for it, intro it, an outro, and we're done. And we'll we'll record the intro in three, two. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, hey everyone, there's uh there's this Dateline Crestview, Florida. Police say a man got into an argument with a sister and threatened her with a knife. That always ends well. What is it with knives? Uh, I don't know. Everyone's getting real stabby. (laughs) 24-year-old Justin Michael Mays of Crestview became involved in a disturbance with his sister at their Schaffner Boulevard residence, according to the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office. He allegedly called her a bitch and grabbed a knife from a kitchen drawer and stuck it in her face, according to the arrest report. The knife was a steak knife with a 5-inch partially serrated blade. According to the report, and oh my god, okay... I, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull back the uh, the curtain here. I had not read this part of the copy. Um, this this is my first uh, time reading this part of the copy, and it's going to be tough to get through this with a straight I gave face. you great pause, so I'm expecting something pretty ridiculous. <laughs> According to the report, Mays was screaming at his sister because she's pregnant. Hmm. <laughs> of all the things at which to scream about, <laughs> or scream at someone, or about which, whatever matters perform so which model airstream does it say that they had in the copy (laughs) or is it a double wide uh yeah uh he's yelling at his sister because she's pregnant Mm. and uh by the way neck tattoo count at least that i can see is four Okay. The, the, the you haven't forwarded this on to me yet, have you? You haven't sent I, me the mug? I have not, but it's uh, it's coming. So be be prepared. Thank you, interwebs. <laughs> we love you, intertubes. Series of tubes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, here's your here's your mug on said individual. Whoa, that uh, uh, that was unexpected, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. There's a neck tattoo. There's another neck tattoo. Yeah, there's some neck tattoos right there. Yeah, there's there's um, there's the one obvious one on the left side. There's another obvious one on the right side. If you look above it, there's another one. And if you look right down toward the bottom of the picture, there's another one. So he was screaming at her about being pregnant and then waved a knife in her face. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, <laughs> bad. He, so bad. 
He was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Mm-hmm. So uh, apparently he just wanted to, you know, aerate her with a steak knife. He didn't want to actually right. kill her. Yeah. That's right. Exfoliation is the key, I guess, in his <laughs> mind. But the thing that I'm, you know, do you think that he's been sitting in his cell just thinking things like, man, I wish I had thrown a vodka bottle at her? <laughs> he should have. <laughs> or something like, you know, should have handed her a vodka bottle instead. Oh. <laughs> By the way, there was a, a story I read earlier, and I'm, I'm not going to use it, but there was a story where somebody had put in the, in the police report that somebody had attacked another person with a baseball bait. Baseball bait? Sounds like Roy Williams trying to talk. Baseball bait. <laughs> yeah. I was, baseball bait, for some reason I kept thinking, is that a girl in a tube top in the stands? That's, that's what it sounds like to me. I'm thinking of the baseball bunch, if you remember that show. No, I don't. It was a, it was a uh, program that Johnny Bench hosted with a bunch of kids in the 80s. Oh, now I do. Yeah. Uh, and there were Krylon commercials for everyone. So uh, you are, I, I'm not going to call you a drunk because you're not, but you you are an occasional connoisseur of of, uh, of beer. Uh, where oh, yeah. Where would you rank Bud Black Crown on your list? I've never had it. <laughs> okay. Stay away from Bud Black Crown. Well, I, ha- I haven't gone into the highfalutin world of Bud Light Platinum either. <laughs> well, here's uh, here's this, just in case you... We're interested. A young man in Destin, Florida, didn't want to give up his Bud Black crown to an Okaloosa County Sheriff's deputy and now faces a pair of criminal charges. Oh, gosh. That's worth holding on to. The uh, the incident that led to the arrest of Travis Michael Abadi, 20, no address listed, took place at the corner of Kelly Street and 3rd Avenue, where deputies encountered a group of young people drinking in the street. When they arrived, the group scattered, because of course they did. Uh, Abadi didn't run off, but continued to walk away from deputies despite commands to stop. A deputy noted he appeared to be intoxicated. Did it work when they said, <laughs> don't you walk away from me? God. He appeared to be intoxicated while he was drinking. A bit. No way. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> a, uh, a deputy tried to take away his beer and Abadi tried to snatch it back, according to the report. The deputy finally confiscated the bottle, but Abadi continued to resist and struggled with deputies until they used a takedown technique, hopefully a rear naked choke, to subdue him. <laughs> Let's hope it was a rear naked <laughs> choke. Are you kidding? Yeah. Good takedown, yeah. He uh, he was charged with liquor possession by a person under the age of 21 and obstruction without violence. He will appear in court February 18th. Oh. Well, it's passive obstruction, so it's okay. <laughs> Did the runner just advances a base? Or- <laughs> Harry Wendelstedt threw out the guy who came out to argue. I don't know. Maybe if there was something in the World Series about it, I'd know. (laughs) Uh, Dateline, Birmingham, Alabama. A restaurant owner in Birmingham is charged with shooting at a customer who complained about a roach in their food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, boy. That's good. (laughs) Shooting at a customer that didn't like their food. Uh, Complained about a roach in their food. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, police say the shooting happened at Good Friend Chinese Restaurant in Birmingham. I don't think your name's accurate. <laughs> the owner, 52-year-old Shun Hin Ching, is jailed on a charge of attempted murder with bond set at $100,000. Oh, that's so bad that all I can do is picture him just screaming, you don't like my city. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't feel good about it. It's just true. He didn't want to use her in a Jared commercial. Uh <laughs> Authorities say a woman reported finding a roach in an egg roll at the restaurant. 
Road to roll. <laughs> the, uh, the man gave the customer a refund, but as she was walking out, he allegedly pulled out a gun and fired at her. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good measured response. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, took some time to think about it, gave her her money back, <laughs> thought about it, saw her walking away, got a fire. <laughs> there you go. I see the thought process, don't you? I'm I'm just I'm imagining he put on ice cubes, jacket for beats, and started started busting caps. Yeah, I, I gotta ask though, Jerry in the chat room, he says that's why I don't eat Chinese food. Um, you know, that that's why. You're afraid you're going to be shot at when you eat Chinese food, Jerry? Is that has that happened in the past? Oh, I just I. How'd you get that gunshot wound? Well, I found a bug in my food, and it all kind of escalated. I felt like for Szechuan me. the other night. That's how. <laughs> oh God! Uh, the customer was uninjured, and police later arrested the man at the restaurant. Calls to the restaurant went unanswered Friday night. Well, of course they're down an employee. They can't answer the phones. <laughs> That's funny. wait, wait. Did I say that? <laughs> you did. Uh, <laughs> I um. I'm scared to say this next story because it happens in my home state. Members of a small Virginia church congregation worship the same way we were all brought into the world, naked, according to WWBT television. All right. That's, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that this goes on. I mean, once we crossed that threshold of I can't be surprised by anything existing anymore when we did the story uh, it was around Christmas time where we did a story talking about um, uh, I was talking about some guy who ran a website reviewing international escorts. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And once that happened, I was like, "It's good. Everything's out there." What am I thinking? Why would I think this didn't exist? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know people talking about having their own crosses to bear kind of takes on a whole new meaning here. Even in February, when, when temperatures can average in the 20s, some attend completely naked, though others choose to go fully clothed or topless. Pastor Parker of the church, Parker, hardly know her, tells WWBT television that church members are here to find inner peace and outer peace, too, probably, and that starts with accepting themselves. Quote, of course there's a quote, There's not a feeling that you have to be better than one another physically, Parker says. We're humans, we have scars, we have what we have. It's learning to love and accept that, unquote. Now, he said it's Pastor Parker. Yes. Is it Pastor Parker Lewis? Can you not lose? <laughs> Just Pastor, why I thought of that. Pastor Jabari Parker. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be as fun for me. So uh, I, I hate to ask this, but th does this take shaving before church to a whole new level? <laughs> oh, man. you got to get ready for church. <laughs> Most people think, oh, i got to put on a nice dress or... Or slacks and a nice shirt or something like that. And for others, it's shaving or waxing. <laughs> I need a Brazilian before church in the worst way. The salon starts opening at 6 o'clock oh, on Sunday mornings to cater to their... Yeah. Now I have Stuart... That, that just went really crazy right there. I have Stuart Scott's uh, little... And the Lord said, you got the rise up drop stuck in my head. No, don't rise <laughs> no. Please don't. Uh, I'm also really glad to know that Corinne Nemec was Parker Lewis. So <laughs> Corinne Nemec was a baller. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, all about that guy. 
I've realized I, I unintentionally skipped something. I had two stories that segued back to each other and completely forgot to segue to it. So let me and circle I had back. a travel story that I didn't even get to either. Well, so let, me, go let me circle back and we'll come back to the travel story. Uh, Dateline Grand Rapids, Michigan. Police say a woman fired into a Michigan restaurant's drive-thru window rather, after workers got her burger order wrong a second time. You know what? After the second time, I don't blame her. If it were after the first time, I'd say you're just being patient. But if you went back and be like, look, ordered extra cheese and no pickles, and they gave you no cheese and extra pickles uh, the second time, bam, you've got the right to just let it go. Charlton Heston is in your corner. Bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> WOOD Television reports that 29-year-old Shanika Torres was arraigned Monday in Grand Rapids on carrying a concealed weapon, discharging a firearm, and other gun charges. Uh, the shot was fired around 3 a.m. Monday at a McDonald's. No one was hurt. <laughs> Do you think Charlton Heston is talking about they didn't get her order right, so they have cold, dead hands? <laughs> this shooting was clearly justifiable. Yeah, uh, police, say, police say two women became angry when workers got their order wrong Sunday evening. They were told their next meal would be free. The women returned, apparently to get their free meal, and workers again got the meal wrong. The passenger got out of the car, yelled at the workers, pulled a gun, and fired into the window. <laughs> now, this is where it gets funny. <laughs> Officers tracked them down through a phone number the women left after the first incorrect order. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Hell Make yes. easy to catch. Don't be afraid to call 911 <laughs> as you're leaving the restaurant next time you do something like this. God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Amazing. There's so much stupid stuff this week. We we could spend the entire damn show talking about stupid stuff, and we probably will. But you mentioned you had a travel story, so hit me. You know, there have been a lot of things going on over in Sochi around the Olympics that people have been complaining about with construction not being done and brown water at the hotels and all of those different kinds of things. And there have been some of the things that I've even been hearing about from people that I worked with who still work on the Olympics um, that, you know, confirm some of it and other people are like, look, it's totally overblown, but this was kind of messed up. And this was, uh, written, this is on Canada.com. So, you know, it's gotta be truthful. Sure. It's not spun by our media. <laughs> yeah. So it's by Bruce, Ar Bruce Arthur. There we go. I got that one right. I know where you're and going with this. He's oh, you, you read this. Yes, but other people haven't. So continue. Okay. So, so they talked about how he's staying, um, at, he says, arriving back at this reporter's Omega 14 residence on Sunday night, there was a note under the door. It read in Russian and English. Dear guest, please do not put your personal belongings on the second bed. Otherwise, we will have to give you a bill for the use of the second bed and bedding. <laughs> Signed, Hotel Administration. <laughs> First of all, it's amazing. What are the odds that they had someone on staff named Hotel Administration? Yeah, Isn't I know. that crazy? It's nuts. <laughs> uh, but really, I can... Not most of the time I ask and like, look, can I just have the one king bed? Yeah. And, you know, but every once in a while, it's all we have is two queens or two or whatever. Fine. You know, but immediately, as soon as I come in, I throw my luggage on the other bed. Every time I get a bed, my bags get a bed. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I always have. So when I read something like, this, you got to be kidding me. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. See, the thing I wonder they, they talk about how you have in the Olympic Village, you have all the uh, the people getting their, their bang on or whatever. I kind of wonder if journalists are bringing people back and, uh, you know, getting 
getting throwing hard. bags on the bed and then banging the people in the other bed. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's like it's either that or they do it in the other bed because they don't want to sleep in it afterwards. And they're just like, you know, you know what? I'll just go ahead and use this other bed as my sex bed and I'll use my, my other bed as the sleeping bed. Sex bed. <laughs> that would be the derivative of Animal House's sex rooms in the Delta House, <laughs> right? Yeah, see, the other thing I have to ask, too, since we're talking about travel and about uh, accommodations and stuff, why in, the yeah. hell, why in the hell do people even put double beds in hotels anymore? It's 2014. Enough with the double beds. You can at least afford two queens. You're not the damn Motel 6. Well, the other thing about it, too, is, I mean, if we're going to go ahead and increase the sizes of food that we give people with their orders... I mean, we've all seen that thing talking about, well, back in 1960, McDonald's large sodas were only this, dude, 20 ounces. Now the large <laughs> soda's 49,000 ounces, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so when I think about the situation like that, I mean, don't you have to just upsize because, I mean, let's let's face it, the population of this country is upsized. Uh, yes. And, uh, so, you know. We we were uh, we were speaking of larger portions, by the way. I went to the Cheesecake Factory recently, and you want to talk mm. about large portions? Holy hell! There's a place called Hash House out here that is famous for its breakfast, and um, they give you just an obscene amount of food. I mean, truly, um, they give you an absolutely just ridiculous amount of food, more than you could ever consume in one sitting. Sure. Um, so here, in fact, I'll just send you the link to all the Google images out there so you can see for yourself. Oh, God. Like, I mean, this burger, it's its its ridiculous. It was really good. I got biscuits and gravy, and I think I made it about halfway through the thing. We ate at about 10 in the morning. I didn't feel like eating again until about 9 that night. I, I have to say, I particularly like the one of the uh, of the food sitting there with the woman's boobs strategically uh, in, in the shot. Uh, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I was talking about – what about the one in the row above it where it's the older gentleman looking down at the mound of food with a concerned <laughs> look on his face? He's just like, oh, no. He's just I like – he had a bypass. He's sitting there like, this is where I've chosen to die. Well, that's their chicken and waffles. Okay. That's in front of him right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> looks like two huge pieces of chicken over about nine waffles. So with a bunch of bacon and syrup already poured over it. And then uh, I don't know what that is. Rosemary? Yeah, see, sticking I, out of the top, uh, something like that. I I, yeah. I see something that's already an annoyance, and it, this, okay. this should not happen at any breakfast place. I I see where there's somebody ordered like a pecan pancake or something like that, and there's eggs on the pancake. No, that stuff doesn't touch. You or, you serve that separately. None of that you know touching food stuff. No, that's not happening. Really? Yes. It bothers you that much, huh? I I just what if you get syrup on your breakfast sausage? That's fine, but the the thing is, I don't like. Like the savory parts of breakfast touching the sweet parts of breakfast. It just ruins it for me. I always eat the eggs first to avoid, basically try to avoid that problem. I also see some like breakfast burger or something that's on there, which looks interesting. Breakfast burger. Yeah. It has like I a... I love breakfast. I've, I've been to places that have breakfast burgers and I think they're delicious. Put a fried egg, hash browns, and uh, and then bacon on top of it. It's delicious. Yeah, it, ha it has like a tree sticking out of it basically. <laughs> All have trees sticking out of them. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> you, but, eat, you eat the food, then take it home and plant it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what are you doing out in the yard? Oh, you know, I went to Hash House today, so I wanted to get this in some soil. You know. Um, by the way, let me let me show you. We were talking about breakfast places. This is. Um, I'll just I'll set this up. There's a place back home called the Texas Inn, or as as it's called there, the Tea Room. 
And it's open 24 hours a day. It is a very lowbrow place. In fact, I went there after a high school reunion one time. But this is Dude, one of... Texas in with chili on the bottom of the sign? Uh, yeah. But this is... That's money. Check this out, though. Um, okay. <laughs> what am I looking at here? Uh, look at the picture. That's that's one of their... Uh, I th- Urban I th- food life? Yeah. Um, did, did it actually show you the picture? I think that's what they call a cheesy Western, if I'm not mistaken. A cheesy western. Yes, uh, my father can tell you all about cheesy westerns. He's he's familiar with it. He's he grew up on the tea room in in, uh, in my hometown. He he grew up on Texas and he knows all about the cheesy western. But apparently that's what that is. It's like cheese, uh, a fried egg, and some other stuff on on your burger, and you can get like relish and whatever else on there. It's it's horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. But people love it. Um, I don't know this guy. Yeah, the, so I went to the blog that came with the uh, picture you sent me. And it said, I order what I always have, a cheesy all the way, which is a cheeseburger with a fried egg, relish, and onion. It was delicious and always, as delicious as always, and instantly brought me back to the hundreds of trips to the room and the cheesy westerns I've enjoyed over the years. (laughs) Curtis got a cheesy all the way, but with no onions. It it brought me back to all the cheesy westerns I've I've enjoyed over the year and my untimely death at 28. Oh, and then they, and then he's like, wow. And then this guy actually got a chicken salad sandwich. I've never had one before. (laughs) Break the mold. You got to try some new stuff. (laughs) I'm telling you though, fried egg on a burger. I'm a big fan. Big fan. (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm sure you've had it. Um, I have not. And I won't. No, no. Have you ever had a breakfast burger as I've described where it's burger they usually have like a hash brown cake, fried egg, bacon, cheese. Um, no, although I'm sure my father has at some point. I know that it's absolutely horrific for you. It doesn't mean that it's not absolutely delicious either. Yeah, see, he's he's explaining the cheesy Western concept. Uh, they have the cheesy Western, the cheesy Western all the way. They have uh, hot dogs, hot dogs all the way, all, all this other kind of stuff. And, and you Super get delicious. – yeah, you uh, you get every everybody in that place all the way from like cab drivers and and you know low fare workers all the way up to people in three piece suits. It's hilarious. Are they open late night? Uh, yes, they are. Oh, what's that scene like? It is a combination of scary and exhilarating. Scary and exhilarating. Is that uh you know the same experience I had when I went to the Oakland Denny's at midnight? <laughs> I remember going to a Denny's in Myrtle Beach and uh, sat down and, you know, I'm just dying of thirst and, and dying to eat something. And it's like 1030 at night. I sit down. The guy comes over and brings me a tea. And, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the menu and I'm ready to order. And he's just gone. And I waited like a half hour and signaled down several several people. Oh, he'll be, he'll be right here with you. Never came. So I just got up. Immediately walked toward the manager and said, uh, apparently you don't think my business is that important, so I'm out of here. And I uh, handed him the menu and I said, what do I, do, what do I owe you for the tea? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's free. I'm just like, well, God, I'd hope so. I'm going to sit there for half my damn life. That's brutal. I, you know, I understand mistakes happen at restaurants and, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I thought that you were in Steve's section and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've heard that. I try to be understanding. But 
there are just certain times where you just got to wonder what's going on. I remember one time going to this place, the East Village Tavern, when it first opened. And it got subsequently better, but it still always was really slow in how long it took for food to come out there. But we went and ordered, and I think it took about 55 minutes for our food to come. And, you know, four or five other tables that had been seated well after us all got served before we did. And they didn't, you know, we were like, are you guys going to you know, discount this or anything? Oh, no, no, but we're really sorry for the wait. Are you serious? Oh, all right. Well, so much for your tips. Sorry. <laughs> it's the old drop a penny down a glass of water tip. That's what that is. Yeah, that's that's just, it's, you know, and especially when it's something like burgers, too. How can that take an hour in a mostly empty restaurant the day we were there? Got me. I, and see, a couple of things that we probably should talk about on this program as far as food goes. And again, we're getting sidetracked, but, you know, screw you. It's our program. Uh, a couple of things to, to bring up. First of all, my father mentioned grilled cheese. And I saw two things about grilled cheese recently that I'm not okay with. One is a mac and cheese grilled cheese. Delicious. I, I'm not okay with it. Just oh, okay. pasta. I love it. I pasta think it's on fantastic. bread is. Okay. Don't care. That's one thing. And the other thing is people putting mayonnaise on grilled cheese. Yeah, you don't need to do that. You don't I don't want to. That that would be something if you really needed to. You know, if you wanted to heat your sandwich up, uh, you know, and you have like turkey on it or something like that, maybe you put it on at the end. But you don't want to put it in there while you're grilling the cheese. That that's that's no good. Yeah, it ends up too fatty and like yeah. there's too much of a mouthfeel. It's kind of like I was talking to somebody the other day about eating Oreos because they now have cookie dough Oreos out, and and you think. You know, just the concept of that sounds awesome, but then I think of the like coating that my mouth gets when I eat Oreos and just this this eh, that's that sticks mm -hmm. in your mouth. It's kind of like when you first wake up in the morning, except it tastes like uh, you know lard instead of ass. You know, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. How about the dry mouth you get when you end up staying in a hotel, like the dry air oh, just blowing God. in constantly? Yep. Just wake up, just like. <clears throat> I need water now. Oh, let, let me just say, too, about hotels. Uh, after staying in a Hilton Suites, there's no other way to go now. Uh, Hilton Suites. Is, Hilton Suites? Yeah, it's where it's at. Two-room suite, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't, I didn't. have two rooms. Um, but I did have a suite at the Venetian. That was cool. Ooh. Yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> it comes with, with all the bad decisions and stains of regret that every other room contains. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if there's ever a city where I wouldn't want to take a blacklight into a hotel room. Uh, yeah, you just walk in with please. a can of Lysol and start indiscriminately spraying. You're like, wherever it lands, I'm good. If there's ever a place that I wish to be blissfully unaware of what's happened in this room before me, it's Vegas. <laughs> so the one thing about the, 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 the suite in the Venetian is they have like two steps down to the living room area. And I just kept thinking, like, did you consult a legal team before thinking of this feature of the room? <laughs> how about how many people who are just hammered out of their mind or walking up and down these stairs and tripping and falling? <laughs> Your room comes with a wheelchair ramp and a tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a biohazard box for you to put <laughs> any kind of needles you might use. We just leave them sticking out of the couch cushions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing I was going to bring up too, the, the food thing that I completely forgot to mention, uh, mm -hmm. at, at a place called River City Cafe, which is popular down by the coast, they have a peanut butter burger. I'm told it's delicious. I am not getting into it. You know, I've heard that peanut butter burgers can be very delicious. I've never had one myself. Well, see, I like peanut butter. I like burgers. I'm not sure I'd like the, the uh, you know, confluence of both. I'm sorry, you might have heard my phone buzzing a second ago. Someone just texted me a picture of a troop of Girl Scout cookies 
uh, or Girl Scouts, selling cookies right outside of a medical marijuana dispensary. <laughs> and it's a basic joke, but, you know, it's, it's still funny. What can I say? Hi, I'm TV's Doug Benson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, hi. By the way, he was hilarious on At Midnight recently. If you haven't seen was that he? episode, go back and find it. Uh, oh, he was all happy. Speaking of too, uh, at midnight briefly, they they had the uh, the two girls from that uh, broad whatever it is show on on their broad city on there last night, and I have never seen two more unfunny people in my life. Well, it sounds like a ringing endorsement for the show, Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's just st- stop trying to shove this stuff down our throat. I mean, seriously, it's just it's dumb. It's unfunny. It's just the Kroll show is funnier than that. You're a Nick Kroll guy, though. Well, Don't I you like the Kroll show? I am, but I mean, the, the skits are too repetitive. It's the same stuff all the time. Now, if you want a good sketch show anymore, there's only one to watch, and that's Key and Peele. That's, everything else you can leave, but Key and Peele is the sketch show. Uh, of course, Inside Amy Schumer is funny, too, but it's it's uh, in hiatus. But Key and Peele is, is what you watch. I watched the first like four Inside Amy Schumer's, and I thought the first few were really funny, and then I thought it, it tailed off pretty fast. Like, they used all the good jokes early, and then it was like, okay, uh, I haven't laughed in the last two episodes, so I'm done. Yeah, see, most people know Key and Peele for the the East-West Shrine game thing, which, sure. that's hilarious. Both both uh, versions of it are hilarious, but there's there are also a number of funny skits they have on their, on their show. It's well worth checking out. You know, the I can't tell you the number of times I've seen the commercial for the Kroll show where he's playing the Canadian guy flipping his hair. Oh, God, yeah. That, I, haven't, I haven't seen the sketch though, so I don't know if it's any good. That and the uh, the the publicity ones, uh, the the ones. Gigolo House. Uh, yeah, that and uh, I remember seeing that commercial a lot. Rich Dix is another one that's on there all the time. Rich Dix, where they're like buying a yacht or something like that. Oh, good, good. Um, you know, normally that airs on Bravo, I think. Uh, but you know, whatever. I'm glad he could make his own version. <laughs> Uh, this is an interesting story, speaking of which. A California woman received a credit card offer from Bank of America addressed to Lisa is a slut McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, Lisa, <laughs> but at the same time, that's very funny. <laughs> oh, God. Lisa McIntyre, a writer in San Francisco, says the letter was actually sent to her mother, who said in a text, Interesting piece of junk mail addressed to you, Lisa is a slut McIntyre. <laughs> On a Twitter post, she notes the slut reference was, quote, wildly not acceptable, unquote. Wildly not acceptable. She's a, I'm sorry, what's her profession again? Uh, she is a writer. And she came up with wildly not acceptable as the way to describe it? Yeah, well, we all know that writers have no sense of humor. I, I'm one myself, and you've been one, too. I'm so. just saying that that's not even good verbiage. <laughs> wildly not acceptable. The, uh, the letters... Why not unacceptable? That's like how we talk. Listen to this, though. The letter said the offer was tied to McIntyre's membership in the Golden Key International Honor Society, which later admitted that the error may have been its fault. <laughs> really? <laughs> the error might have been its fault. So okay, who wrote here. down is a slut as her middle name? Come on, fess up. <laughs> Somebody did this. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Uh, the Honor Society issued an apology on Twitter, but misspelled her name. <laughs> so... Did they did they misspell slut or is or? <laughs> That's a good question. Did they hyphenate it? That's what I'm hoping. Is uh, is is a slut her maiden name? Maybe. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Could you imagine the? 
I, you know what I'd love to hear though is the the way that and there have to be people out there that have you know even if it's just a name like Weiner and they go by Weiner yeah you know because yeah. they don't want to be called Mister Weiner yeah you know or something like that <laughs> I, I just and I'm sure that you probably have some experience with this but what's it like hearing phone phone reps when they try to struggle with names that really are tricky in that way dude I've been called Weimer and Weimer and uh, Wimmer and Wimler everything and it's like. I have a British surname, essentially. It used to be Wilmore. Um, it was changed generations ago. It's said essentially the same way. Really. It's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so one of the things that's got – it all seems to come back to travel. I didn't mean to take it this direction. But one of the <laughs> things that, as we've talked about before, that I am an absolutely huge fan of is the TSA PreCheck program. I'm all about it. I love flying right through security and not taking shoes off and belt off and, you know, computer out and liquids out and all of that kind of thing. And there never is any line, it seems like. So with the amount that I fly, it was well worth it for me to make sure that I could get TSA pre-check um, whenever possible. <laughs> and, oh gosh, one of the things that is led to problems with me getting the TSA pre-check is my middle name. And my middle name is St. Clair, S-T period C-L-A-I-R. Right. And that's what it says on the card that I had to register with, uh, I think it's Border Patrol or TSA or whatever travel agency, you know, government agency it is that controls all that stuff. So I have to register you know, your legal full name. And then you have to make sure that all of your airline tickets match it exactly. Yeah. So I didn't have my middle name on um, – some of my travel accounts with you know United say or something like that. So I had to call them and have them add it because if I try to type in ST period C L A I R, um, you know, with a space between Saint and Claire, it, their system would not like it. We don't allow periods, we don't allow this. So there would somehow be a one period discrepancy. You know, the period would be missing from my middle name and they wouldn't give me the TSA pre check thing because it didn't match completely. Weak. So one of the th- you know, I had to call United and have a change or something like that, but they messed up. They did it in some way. So when I saw how my name was on their website, it actually said Edward Saint, and then in the middle name was just Claire, <laughs> and then Barnes. So I call up to get this changed, and they're like, oh, yes, Mr. Saint Barnes, how are you? <laughs> I'm so- what? Yeah, Mr. Saint Barnes, you there? And my last name is just Barnes. That's why I'm actually calling you. You have my name wrong. <laughs> oh, we do? Derek yes, St. my Vincent. middle name is St. Clair. Oh, well, that actually makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Can you please change it on my account? <laughs> so that was a fun call that I had to make about a week and a half ago. Yeah, was, my, my mind immediately goes to Derek St. Vincent for whatever reason. <laughs> no, not Bob St. Clair. St. Clair. Niners linebacker from like the fifties, back when they played at Kizar Stadium. No, all right, no relation, by the way. A uh, a South Carolina woman told police that her husband's girlfriend assaulted her after she walked into a bedroom and discovered the pair quote naked, smoking pot, drinking liquor, and having anal sex unquote, according to a police report. Just walked in and noticed, huh? Yeah, but that was what jumped out to you as you walked into the room. Well, which part? What's funny is when. You see, a South Carolina woman told police that her husband's girlfriend assaulted her. I missed that detail. 
Wow. What were you? I, ca- I, were you caught up on the naked smoking pot, drinking liquor, or having anal sex part? Which which one tripped you? That's quite. It's, uh, some people call that Thursday, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So, uh, yeah, I completely missed that part. Husband's girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> Any more about uh, the relationship between these three people in the uh, copy? Uh, yeah, there there is a little bit. So. <laughs> Pamela, My husband's concubine. Pamela Lynn Turney, 49, told police that she entered her spouse Christopher Spartanburg home through an unlocked door around 10 p.m. Saturday evening. Turney said that as she was calling out for Chris, quote-unquote, she heard him and continued walking through the house until she reached his bedroom. However, when Turney reached the bedroom, she was met by an unsettling sight. Her husband, from whom she's apparently estranged, and Vicki Lynn Morgan, 38, Quote, we're both naked, smoking pot, drinking liquor, and having anal sex, unquote. <laughs> and, of course, it mentions in the copy, the Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office report does not specify whether they were engaging in these activities simultaneously. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going <laughs> to wonder about because, you know, look, um, I, I don't think I'm going to shock anyone when I admit that I've, uh, you know, I've, I've smoked, I've drank. And I've engaged in intercourse. Not, you know, <laughs> not exactly what they're talking about. But anyway, um, <laughs> And I usually stick to those one at a time. Uh, if I'm going to combine two, it's usually going to be the drinking and the smoking. And then I kind of leave those behind and then, you know, concentrate on uh, the intercourse side of things. But, the, hey, uh, it, maybe they're just really good multitaskers. Do you have to stop in the middle to clean your screen? Is that how that works? <laughs> Man. <laughs> I just picture people to get really into this idea. They're wearing a camel back so they can drink while they you know. <laughs> See, now I've I've got the Cypress Hill song Hits from the Bong stuck in my head, except I'm yes. not singing it as hits. I'm singing it as something else. <laughs> uh, Turney told deputies that so, when – go ahead. Can I go back because I want to make yes. sure that I understand all the Please. details of this story Please. because it's paramount. Yes. You know. Uh, so this woman entered her husband's house, estranged husband's house. Mm-hmm. She doesn't live there anymore. Right. Allegedly. Through an unlocked door. Mm-hmm. Okay. And – now, I'll, see, I don't feel like the girlfriend's in the wrong at this point, <laughs> but I'm waiting to see the rest of the, hear how this really unfolds. <laughs> well, <laughs> Turney see told it. deputies that when Morgan spotted her, she, quote, jumped from the bed and attacked her, unquote. Turney said that she was knocked to the ground three times before she finally fleed the residence. Good idea. Turney, who reported the confrontation the following morning, had a black eye and bruising on her forehead and cheek when examined by a police officer. The alleged assault by Morgan remains under investigation by sheriff's deputies. Morgan was arrested last February for assault and battery on someone else, according to police records. All right. Look, I understand that she has a history with this, but I got to tell you, look, if you are estranged from your spouse, that I think you lose free entry privileges, don't you? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, and I, I don't think that I'd want to have some woman just randomly rolling up in my house and. Yes. Hey, what's up? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I As much as I understand that, you know, giving her a black eye and everything is not good. Um, no, give, giving her black home. eyes is awesome. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, that, yeah. I don't, I don't feel so bad for. Uh, I don't feel like Ms. Morgan is in the wrong here. Look, if she wants to enjoy herself in the privacy of that guy's home, <laughs> uh, you know, knock yourself out. You can do whatever you want to do, and I think that um, you should somehow be protected from your, uh, soon to be ex-wife walking in on you while you're, you know, multitasking in one of the most incredible ways I've ever heard. Instead of knocking herself out though, she knocked somebody else out. Right. (laughs) There you go. That's true. You you know, I think that might be a mood killer. 
I think that might have kind of ruined the <laughs> evening for them. <laughs> well, I, I was I was all set to go until you punched her in the mouth. Right. <laughs> now I'm just not feeling no. it anymore. We were having a great night, you know. We were smoking, drinking, getting it on in the backside. And then she walked in, and I just wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it anymore, you know. Watch my uh, my still current but estranged wife get punched in the face. And actually, I got more excited after that happened. Yeah, I was going to say, who knows? That might have been his thing. Yeah, and then the cops came. That was a downer. <laughs> I asked them to what's, leave the room, and they what wouldn't. What state was it in? Spartan, it was in Spartanburg, you said? Yeah, Spartanburg, South Carolina. All right, so that's that's not one of the states where it would be okay to have that have that pot. So uh, no, it's also not okay to have the uh, the kind of fun they were having. Really, is that mm. still uh, actual actually listed as a criminal activity in South Carolina? Because I know there are some states that uh, still have that law in the books. I, I know it is in Virginia because they did a news story about it one time, and I was just like, really? "Why are you doing a news story about this?" What? That's um, I have a feeling that you know they talk about certain laws being at the bottom of the the priority list for cops. I think that might be the law that's at the bottom of the priority list for cops. Because hey, remember every January first, it's all time to talk about the dumb laws that are rolling out in your hometown. Right. We'll have that no, next on true. midday. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I I I think about something like this, and I, why why is that law still in the books? <laughs> Maybe lawmakers really? are trying to be a pain in the ass. Who, who knows? Oh, ah, yeah. Wow. Hey. <laughs> but in all honesty, okay, I, you know, I understand the reason that it probably got on the books with the, you know, much more religious start to our country and all of those types of things. Sure, uh, sure. But um, just saying, is, any, is anyone really bothering with this anymore? And I, I still want to see, at this point, I'd like to see someone run for public office or like the sheriff or something like that of an area saying we're going to crack down on anal sex as a reason to vote for him. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, he's he's walking through a field wearing a, a button-down shirt and khakis and he's got his family beside him. <laughs> I'm going to get tough on <laughs> I'm going to try to get the American family going again. That way I'm going to try to stop you from having that anal sex and put it Right inside the vagina where it belongs. Yeah, see, I remember being a in- family values message. <laughs> I remember being in college, and you know the suites are kind of close to each other. And I remember one time hearing a girl screaming from the other side of the suite wall, "I'm committing a crime!" And I only found out like five or six years later what she was referring to. <laughs> was she a communications major? Call, trying to call her own intercourse? <laughs> was that how she rolls? <laughs> That's got to be difficult. You know? is, is that first or last on your tape when you send it in? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess you got to know your audience, Brian. You know, you got to know if you're going to be dealing with an executive that will stop watching the tape after the first one for good or bad reasons. Yeah, you know, I, I sent my I sent my reel into the STAA and they won't respond to me. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know. I'm actually going to go with last because I think that if someone thought you were hot enough to just sit through the video for that reason, <laughs> they'd be happy to see it at the end, whereas everyone else would have just bailed. Uh, Probably wouldn't get in trouble. Dateline, Pottsville, Pennsylvania, Briars, Ben and Jerry's, Edie's, and Yingling. Which of these things is not like the others? Uh, I think the Yingling, but, you know, what do I know? This is actually a trick question. They all make ice cream. Oh, really? Yeah, the the supermarket (laughs) freezer (laughs) got a little credit Monday. Is Yingling a name more associated with ale, porter, and lager than vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry? Took its place along the familiar brands. Now, it's a 185-year-old you know company that's 
popular in the East Coast. I know you've had Yingling before, but yep. it says what they might not realize is that Yingling used to make ice cream starting in 1920 during Prohibition. Oh, one of these wacky Prohibition stories. Mm-hmm. If we can get uh, you know Steve Buscemi to uh, you know read this story to me, I'd feel better about it. Can we do that? <laughs> if I could, if I could do that voice, I certainly mm-hmm. would. <laughs> the, only, the only person I can bring in is Buddy Lee Phillips, and, and he's uh, he's not Steve Buscemi. He's passed out <laughs> whiskey right now. Yeah. He was smoking pot and drinking, but he wasn't he wasn't doing it in the backside because he doesn't do that. Yeah, unfortunately, That's not America. <laughs> unfortunately, the owner of the. Uh, of the Yingling's Brewery's name is Dick Yingling. <laughs> because we're twins. Oh, that's, yeah, it's, it's just, there's no, yeah, I just can't not laugh at that. I admit it. And uh, I'll, I'll say this because most of the rest of the copy is just boring, but it says, in Yingling's case, there's a lot of really great rich history. The fact that it was an ice cream born of prohibition has a neat story to it. It's almost like it was bootlegger ice cream, says branding expert Rob Frankel, as opposed to Bob's new ice cream that has to go through all these trials and tribulations. You're revitalizing a brand that has a history and there's a value to it. They do say, however, that beer-flavored ice cream would not be produced. However, there's been talk of floats made from Yingling beer. Yeah, no, that's something I've actually had before. Not Yingling beer specifically. Because I went to the media party for the opening of the then uh, brand new Stone Brewery in Escondido. Mm-hmm. Because I figured this is a great opportunity for me to go drink for free because I'm like 24 years old at the time. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd be pretty happy with a chance to drink for free now. So that was that was kind of a waste of everyone's time. Sorry about that. But at the <laughs> media opening, they had a bunch of samples from the restaurant. I remember they had like shepherd's pie. They had a macaroni and cheese that was made with you know infused with some sort of beer, which was really good. Um, you know, a couple other things. Uh, there was some sort of meat with like a, a you know beer infused sauce, and then for the sweets at the end, they were making porter floats, which were really good. I know it's it probably sounds really weird to you, especially since you don't drink, right? But uh, it was really good. Okay, uh, I'll take your word for that. <laughs> I'll allow it. But you won't allow the mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Um. Yeah, not so much. It sounds I, so good, man. I, At least the one that I had. There was a place about three blocks from, from AT&T Park in San Francisco, and they had a whole bunch of different grilled cheese, and I had the mac and cheese grilled cheese and would add bacon to it and then would nap during my entire show. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep after this sandwich. So hope you guys have a good game. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong, but uh, there is... One of our Twitter followers and, and a, uh, a regular Padre contributor, uh, Ken Garten, who is at Red the Trucker on Twitter, who I think works at Stones. Stone. Yeah. Stones. Whatever. Stones. Works at balls. <laughs> That's where it works. Yeah, I work at nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Stones Stone's pretty amazing. I mean, they've made such a brand um, – and that's the thing that's so weird to me when I go out to the area because I'm used to having – almost everywhere in San Diego is, is all, all aboard the, the beer train, you know, play their bars have extensive tap lists and it's this huge area for craft beer. So I was in Vegas and was like, what kind of beer do you want? Uh, man, I can't remember the last time I had to just choose from national beer brand. This is weird. <laughs> and I know that's, I, I'm completely spoiled living in San Diego. If you're a beer lover, in San Diego is uh, fantastic. You have so many options, so many really good options too. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Is that funny? Good options are funny, Brian. <laughs> yes, they are because I I think of the lack of funny our uh, lack of funny lack of good options around here. Use take two. Yeah, I I forget who it was I was talking to who said that they went back to Florida to see some friends. Like, oh hey man, we got some really good beer. We got Sam Adams. It's like, <laughs> Living in San Diego, that's like, okay. Yeah, damn it, that's great. That's, that's great. That's that's like yeah, dude. I've been listening to some really good music lately. I bought this Florida Georgia Line CD. <laughs> you love Florida Georgia Line. I do not. Yes, you do. No. You love the, you love the country rap collaborations. Yeah, the collabos, as the kids call them. Well, that was one thing that was, was great, though, about the, uh, the venue for the MMA award show that I worked on in Vegas this last week is the, um, the show that uh, currently is running there is – Soul two number two, not not you know T O O Soul. Oh, it's number two, all right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, and that is the that is the fine fine concert put on by Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, um, <laughs> with a big run there at the Venetian. Um, and it just it does kind of blow me away the amount of money that Vegas must be paying for some of these people to be doing shows nightly at their casino. See also Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks said that Britney Spears is doing it right now, getting what is it like a quarter of a million a show or something like that. That's a lot of meth. That's a lot of anything you want, man. It's a lot of ill-fitting sweatpants and shaved heads. I mean, it's whatever you <laughs> want to throw out there, man. It's going to buy it for you. I uh, I realized last week when we were, or not last week, the week before, when we were talking about uh, about fart jokes and stuff, we omitted mm-hmm. one. So oh, did we? I will uh, I will bring it back in. This actually is. A little bit dated, but it's it still needs to be read because we need to tie the string on fart jokes. A domestic disturbance was triggered when a South Carolina man passed gas that his wife said was, quote, bad enough to cause her to almost puke, unquote, according to a police report. Uh, did he do it in the car? <laughs> I don't... Roll the windows up, lock them. <laughs> no, he, he didn't... Fresh move of a high school senior driving a freshman around. He didn't Dutch oven her. Uh, he, he didn't... You know, to any of that stuff. Faced with the odor, Shannon Manatis, 41, said she reached for a can of vanilla-scented Lysol and sprayed it in the, quote, area, unquote, of her husband. However, Michael Manatis, 46, told a Spartanburg County Sheriff's Office deputy that Shannon had actually sprayed the Lysol in his eyes. I mean, (laughs) I don't really know what to tell you, man. Just, you know, you're supposed to try to control it in front of the lady, right? That's just being courteous. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. In response, I mean, did he do like a leg lift to perceive this, or you know, do the move where he's like, "Oh, let me do some stretching," and you like sort of bend over and just let it fly, or maybe just make it obvious? Did he really try to get right into her face or hold her down? Like stories of, oh, you know, remember I used to do this to my younger brother all the time. It's not weird, by the way. No, no, not at all. Uh- <laughs> What's going over there, Brian? Oh, God. Uh, in response, Michael threw water on Shannon and then tossed a plastic water bottle at her. Shannon claimed that she was actually hit in the back of the head with a glass of tea. <laughs> That's not a plastic water bottle. <laughs> Someone's lying here. So he not only busts ass on her, but he also busts her in the head with a, with a glass of tea, apparently. Wait, so she did actually get hit with a glass of tea? Allegedly, yes. Okay, because I was going to say, all that supposedly happened, you said, was water and a plastic water bottle, and then, was it agreed on that she got hit with that, or? 
Um, <laughs> See what I'm getting at? There's some, you know, it's a little vague. Uh, yeah, there's there's some. Uh, there's... We keep running into this. We need to get better journalists onto yeah. the idiot stories. There's there's some ambiguity. Uh, right. <laughs> the deputy spoke with Michael, who explained that an upset stomach prompted him to fart, which angered his spouse. <laughs> The deputy After telling the officers that they went to Chipotle earlier in the evening, <laughs> he was allowed to leave. <laughs> of course, you went to Chipotle, ma'am. Why didn't you expect this? We're out of here. See, I'm thinking of the he went to Jared commercials. He went to Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think those would have the same... Uh... Yeah, those might not be as you know pleasant with the music. And... <laughs> <laughs> the... The deputy also noted that, quote, upon my original arrival to the residence, there was a clear liquid on the back door and floor. This was not consistent with tea, but is believed to be water, unquote. Okay. So there's he your He threw answer. water at her. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't tea. He didn't bust her in the back of the dome with a, gl- with a glass of tea. It was actually water. Gosh. <laughs> the tea's free. Uh after consulting with a judge, the investigator determined there was a lack of probable cause to continue. Well, yeah, they went to Chipotle. We already figured out what the cause was. There's no reason here. Uh, we were we were talking about people, uh, you know, hitting each other in estranged husband situations. He may not have thrown plates and silverware, but a West Palm Beach man did use a mug... <laughs> <laughs> Juan Geronimo, 30, is facing charges of aggravated battery after he hit Ezekiel Mendez in the head with a mug on Tuesday evening outside West Palm Beach. According to the according to the police report, Mendez is dating Geronimo's former girlfriend, Ana Rivera. Mm. And he hit him with a mug after he found them drinking, smoking weed, and doing <laughs> the booty? Uh, Rivera. Is that a, oh, that's a different story. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rivera told officers she noticed a red Toyota truck following her and her boyfriend on Tuesday, so they pulled into the always safe Family Dollar parking lot. <laughs> 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 you know what? This son of a bitch is following me. I'm going to Family Dollar. <laughs> that's a safe haven. <laughs> Both men then got out of their cars, and Geronimo busted Mendez upside the head with a quote heavy mug unquote that opened up a two inch cut on his head. The former girlfriend told police that she believed Geronimo followed her the, followed the couple rather and attacked her current boyfriend because he was jealous. Really? So why did you get out of the car? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as of Wednesday evening, Geronimo was being held on a five thousand dollar bond. Yeah, I, I don't know why you'd get out of the car. <laughs> that seems like a really poor decision, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it just seems dumb. Really dumb. Lose all your leverage there. It's not going to take you if you're in the car. <laughs> I don't know. Jeez. Uh, that's that would hurt though. Come on though. If you got hit full on with a mug, that that would hurt. Uh yeah, I mean getting having to wear any kind of like stoneware or whatever would probably not be a good thing, but No, it'd be bad. <laughs> he assaulted him with a big gulp cup. Someone who's <laughs> unclear on the concept. <laughs> Throw a plastic thing, bounces off his face. File a police report. He assaulted him with a wiffle ball bat. Yeah. That actually, that would sting. I don't, I don't know if it would hurt, but it would sting when you got hit with it. Cause you get some bat speed going with those. <laughs> Did you see 
they had at one point they had like the world's greatest wiffle ball pitcher or something like that, and and uh, he could throw a wiffle ball like 120 miles an hour and throw it with a curve on it and stuff. I mean, did you see that guy? So how's his shoulder? <laughs> Good question. I mean, mine's mine's still that, probably busted up from throwing wiffle balls as a kid. I really can't imagine that. However much torque or you know he's creating to throw a wiffle ball 120 miles an hour, that his shoulder can be in very good shape. Dude, the best way to play with a wiffle ball is to to get a bunch of gravel and put it through the little holes in the wiffle ball and then duct tape the wiffle ball. That's the that's the way you play right there. Yeah, is that how you do it? Yeah, you wind up giving people a concussion if you hit them with it. Sweet. Which wiffle ball did you like? The one with the 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 holes all over or the holes in half? Uh, the holes all over. That's all the only over. Way to play. Yeah. You didn't like the one with holes in half that would just do the ridiculous curving? <laughs> no, not so much. See, when I just I... point the holes to the right side, and then the ball curves the other way. <laughs> it's, like, it's like playing with Gaylord Perry. But yeah. No, see, whenever whenever I threw uh, wiffle balls, I always threw sidearm. I, I would never throw a wiffle ball overhand. I still don't. Did you wear dark glasses and a pirate's hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went by the nickname of Teak. Nice. So... This is a great way to start off a, uh, a piece. This is the, probably the best lead I'll read all day. <laughs> I just want my teeth back. Oh, no. That's what a 42-year-old... Where in Florida was this from? <laughs> Good guess. That's what a 42-year-old woman told Indian River, Florida County Sheriff's deputies as they investigated a disturbance in Vero Beach, according to a report released God, earlier in the month. I said it, too. The woman... I, know, I was thinking maybe Boca. The, uh, the woman was just hanging out about 11.30 p.m. the day before with a man... She said they got into an altercation that resulted in the man stealing the woman's upper false teeth, the report states. All right, there's a lot to go over, but I want to start with the fact that the, did the copy really say that she was, quote, just hanging out? Yes. Yes, it did. And what were the couple doing? Oh, they were just hanging out. Oh, all right, well, there you go. Uh, yeah, so uh, they were hanging out, and, of course, he ended up ganking her teeth. So yeah. <laughs> wow. She uh, she said the next morning she went to the man's home to quote fetch back my teeth unquote. She said they again got into an argument. The man then punched her in the mouth, and investigators saw blood on her mouth and coming from her nose. Well, at least she didn't have to worry about breaking her teeth. <laughs> yes. Asked whether she wanted to pursue criminal charges against the man, the woman said, "quote No, I just want my teeth back." Unquote. I just want my teeth back. I think that's important for everybody to have their teeth back. And, uh, of course, the man escaped arrest by the skin on his teeth. Those wacky seniors, man. She was 42. There's no senior about it. She was 42. You have false teeth. You're a wacky senior. I don't care. I think that jumps you into that class. I I feel as though I should play this, too, just along with the the whole uh, vibe of the thing. Roll time, baby! This seems appropriate. Why not? In fact, there's one more while we're doing that. There's one more. Jaggy Nation, make some noise for your anti-defense. She can make a lot more noise with false teeth. (laughs) Yeah, I went there. Uh, That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess that is true when, when all that happened. She really did say that that bites that seriously that is your family specialty by the way wordplay and puns (laughs) should i be proud of that (laughs) i don't know i don't know if you should or not but it's there it's a gift 
Uh, <laughs> I don't think of a lot of these. A, uh, uh, it, it turns out the best puns that I make are ones I don't realize I'm making. <laughs> the spitballing thing earlier, I had no idea I was saying that. I played like I did, but I didn't. A, a Clover, South Carolina man was charged with seven traffic violations after he fled first in his car, then on foot when an officer tried to pull him over, according to a report from the York County Sheriff's Office. It gets better. Uh, 22-year-old Austin Brandon was driving on Lincoln Road around 3 a.m. on Tuesday when an officer saw his car was going over 80 miles an hour. When the officer tried to pull him over, Brandon sped off, then pulled into a gas station. When the officer got to the gas station and tried to start a traffic stop, Brandon sped off again, going over 100 miles an hour, turning off his headlights, because that's always safe. Uh, Another officer joined the chase as Brandon's car continually moved from side to side on the road, the report states. He then slowed down to 7 miles per hour. (laughs) When the officer pulled his car up next to Brandon's, Brandon swerved his car to try to hit the officer, the report stated, and tried to cover his face with a sweatshirt. Still traveling at seven miles an hour, the officer was able to hit Brandon's car with his to get it to stop. <laughs> uh, Brandon then fled his car and ran into the woods. A canine unit was called and was able to trace Brandon to a spot along Bethel School Road. When officers found and arrested him, he had cuts from running through the woods and was wearing a tank top and underwear. Tank top and underwear. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, and this is, uh, you know, because I'm always thinking. How do you think a car chase network would do? If all they did was car chases oh. and car chase shows. Oh, wow. Dude, that would... I can't even begin to tell you the ratings that would draw. You could have the guy from World's Wildest Police Chases like be the face of the network. This punk thought yeah. he could escape the long arm of the Fort Lauderdale police officers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it just, you'd have an abundance of shows. You just would always need at least one person ready to go live at any given time. Um <laughs> You know, obviously the majority of these live would come from Los Angeles, it seems like. That's that's their specialty, right? <laughs> we cut away from Keanu Reeves driving a bus at 51 miles an hour to take you live to Los Angeles. That would be one of the movies of the week on that network. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Bullet, that's yeah. a legendary car chase. So, I mean, anything like that. The French Connection? Yeah. No, I mean, that. see, you totally got it. Yeah. Um, Word. So... I mean, I if considering some of the stuff that's on out there right now, I feel like that would get viewers. <laughs> if, I do. If Nancy Grace can get viewers, then a car chase network damn sure can. That's a great point. Um, <laughs> so here's the other here's the other thing though is what because you know this would happen because this is how TV works these days. Sure. What tangentially related reality shows would end up on the car chase network? You know what I mean? Somehow they're, they're oh, yeah, these are weather-related shows on the Weather Channel, as we've been talking about the last few weeks. So, you know what I'm talking about, though? <laughs> Dating Danica Patrick. <laughs> Dating Danica Patrick. That would be... I think that would be really boring. <laughs> if you could beat her in a race, you get a date with her. Everybody wow. gets a date every week. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> the first guest, Richard Petty. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Petty. Did you see the quote he had about her? I don't have it in front of no. me, but he said something like, the only way she'll ever win a race is if it is if everybody else wrecks, or something like that. Just awesome, awesome quote. I knew he got into her pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Richard Petty doesn't like Danica's chances of winning, says she'll only win if everybody else stayed home. <laughs> so you were close. Um, so that's good. And they've got a picture of, you know, Danica looking like, you know, 
plenty of plenty of headroom in this picture, and she's just like solemnly off into the distance. Sad Danica <laughs> picture. Um, seven-time NASCAR champion Richard Petty said Sunday that Danica Patrick would win the Sprint Cup Series only if everybody else stayed home. So not just win a race, but win win the whole series. Okay, and this is Feb- February tenth. So this is that's yesterday. Even. Yeah. Um, if she'd have been a male, nobody would ever know if she showed up at a racetrack. This is a female deal. That's driving her. There's nothing wrong with that because it's good PR for me. <laughs> what? No. More fans come out. More people are interested in it. She's helped draw attention to the sport, which helps everybody in the sport. Um, that's what Petty's quote was. So that's that's good. Um, and then last year, it does remind us later in the article that last year, Richard Petty's son Kyle said Patrick was, quote, not a race car driver. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I have to ask with the uh, with the sad Danica picture. Is there like you know swelling Tom Rinaldi piano music that goes under it? I'm gonna send you. You got to see the picture, man. You, she does not. You know, they they picked a sad Danica picture. It's you'll it's, agree with me. <laughs> it's the walking away music from the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> sad piano music. Yeah. No, you take a look at that picture though. She's kind of staring off in the distance. You know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's either that's either emo Danica or or Danica as she was going through her divorce proceedings. <laughs> I didn't know that she'd been married and or divorced. <laughs> yes, she has been married and divorced. She was married to All a right. chiropractor or something. Oh. But by, by yeah. the way, something something lame joke about their marriage cracking up. Huh? Oh, hey. Yeah. Can can I just say by the way, it's funny that a story about Justin Verlander throwing full speed off the mound is accompanied by a picture of him. Uh, Mugged down with Kate Upton at a basketball game. Oh, is that what that? The, I see the link that you have, and um, yeah, there you go. Got the Kate Upton there. Now, see, the question is, would you would you be more uh, you know pleased that you could throw ninety seven pain free, or that you were at a basketball game with Kate Upton? I'm probably going the latter. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because so you could throw ninety-seven pain-free, but your arm eventually tires. Uh, Kate uh-huh. Upton doesn't eventually tire. Really, you think that, you, that she's primed to age well? Uh, probably better than most. Yeah. Really, because that hundred mil you make if you're throwing ninety-seven and as good as Justin Furlander, probably going to keep you know your supply of great-looking women available to you longer. Well, yeah, but you also have to figure: a) he's already made his money, and b) he's already thrown ninety-seven pain-free. Right. So. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? If you have the ability once, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have choices. So unless it has to be Kate Upton for you, and it can't be another, you know, large-chested blonde woman, <laughs> then okay, then I, I see your point. Well, it has to be Kate Upton. Then there you go. <laughs> she she was only number six on the Ask Men Most Desirable list, so there are five other places for him to go up from her, I guess. Right. Yes. Allison Brie would be a huge upgrade. <laughs> Wait. No. No. I... Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that she's not an attractive woman, but I'm just saying that I don't know what it is about, you know, oh, she did some fun sketches or something. Oh, we love her. She's so hot. She's not classically attractive. She's attractive in, in, the, uh, in the manner that, you know, men, for the most part, like smart women who are funny and witty, and that's, that's more attractive than the classical good looks in a lot of cases. What, I mean, you mentioned the accessibility factor earlier. You think that right. plays big? I think so, yeah. Because people think, well, okay, there are 500 women around me that are, are witty and funny and can take a joke and throw one back, and I may have not noticed them. Meanwhile, I'm never going to end up in bed with Kate Upton. It's not happening. So, 
One other uh, story I, I meant to read that kind of goes along with this. <laughs> well, actually, I probably shouldn't tie these two together. But anyway, here's this. <laughs> Former chiropractor Eric Brazell in Boca Raton, Florida, since, mm-hmm. you, since you mentioned it. Yep. He was charged earlier in the year with DUI in Boynton Beach, but there weren't any specifics available at the time. Now we do have specifics, apparently. Here's what the officer wrote in the arrest report. Quote, upon my arrival, I observed a white male, later identified as Eric Brazell, screaming obscenities at hotel employees and hotel guests. He was screaming, F you, suck my bleep, and calling police and other bystanders retards. I met with hotel security and others who stated that Brazell has been disturbing the peace and inconveniencing the hotel guests and the employees at the entrance to the hotel. He continues, he was screaming curse words and derogatory sexual slurs which corrupted the guest public morals and outraged their sense of decency. Continuing, I made contact with Brazell who immediately called me a retard and told me to F off. He told me he was not a guest of the hotel, but he knew people, which is why he was there. I know people. <laughs> yeah. I know people, you <laughs> retard. He uh, he told me, says the officer, he was drinking martinis at the bar earlier. No Dur- way. During our conversation, he continued to call me derogatory names and homosexual slurs. He told me I was cute and asked if I would have sex with him, then asked me to stick my finger in his bleep. So this is a female officer, I assume. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> the officer continues... I asked Brazell what was in his pockets. <laughs> is that a pill bottle in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? Oh, gosh. At which time no. he removed an amber pill bottle from his right pants pocket. He then opened the pill bottle very quickly and removed a tinfoil ball. I asked him what was inside of the tinfoil, at which time he stated weed. He then attempted to place it in his mouth, but then threw it behind his back. <laughs> Didn't see it, did you? How will you ever find it? The, uh, the officer continues, while handcuffing Brazell... He dropped his pants, causing his naked buttocks to show in plain view of the hotel entrance where guests could see. Brazell was charged yeah. with... Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, that move is known as the Randy Marsh. <laughs> I know you appreciate that. I thought this was America. Did he scream? Did I thought this was America. Is this a communist country? No. Please tell me, as his pants fell down, I just that would be the best news i've heard the bat dad (laughs) (laughs) bat dad bat dad was tough man i didn't like the bat dad i was glad he got beat down uh oh that was the point okay brazil was charged with disorderly conduct marijuana possession tampering with physical evidence resisting arrest and possession of drug paraphernalia he was released on bond to a family member no word on whether he told the family member to stick his finger in his Hmm. that would be uh i think that would be more illegal than the story we talked about earlier There are so many illegal things that we we talk about on this program. You know it. Uh, (laughs) That's actually the the, the foundation. People doing illegal stuff. Idiots doing illegal stuff should be the name of our show, but... (laughs) uh, This is in Rock Hill, South Carolina. A Bilo security guard, Bilo is a grocery store chain out here, was uh, bitten. Two police officers were kicked, and the female suspect apparently went into a profanity-laced seizure after authorities who tried to stop her from stealing hygiene products wound up up on the receiving end of her rage Monday evening, police say. Okay, (laughs) profanity-laced seizure. Yeah. Seizure. That would be scary to witness, honestly. That would be concerning, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I wonder where Brian Westbrook is during all this. Um, I don't know. I just hope someone would come running with, like, holy water. And <laughs> the he, power of Christ compels you. Yeah. No! Stop it! 
<laughs> Treat her like you would a cat. No, bad. Stop that. <laughs> Throw water on the cat, too. That'll get him to stop. That's true. You're right. Uh, police were sent to the East Main Street Bilo at 8.05 p.m. after receiving word of a woman fighting with a security guard and store manager at the Bilo store. Uh, According to a police report, when they arrived inside the store, they found the 35-year-old security guard trying to hold Jenny Walker, 31, who was combative with the guard and shouting profanities. An officer grabbed Walker's wrist, but she pulled away from him and began to struggle with him until the officer took her to the ground and managed to cuff him. The uh, store's manager showed police the $77 worth of hygiene products Walker allegedly tried to steal, the report states. Police learned that a shopper spotted Walker stuffing the products in her pockets while in the restroom. When a security guard confronted Walker, she ran for the door, throwing the items out of her pockets. The guard managed to stop Walker, but she bit him on the neck. See, it's just like a cat. (laughs) Brian, I'm going to ask you to break something down for me. Why do you think that the people who are caught shoplifting um, decide to try, or, you know, in the previous story, decide to try to throw these things away in plain sight of the police or security? Because I think, what good does that do? I think the idea is that they could then argue that they didn't have the products on them when they were, you know, taken into custody, and so therefore it's it's you know they can't charge them with that. Right. Yeah. There's never any cameras around in this day and age. No, never. Right. Never <laughs> on like the dash of a cop car or you know in a store like that. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have a security system here, right? Uh, police escorted Walker to a patrol car. She sat down inside the car but refused to tuck her feet inside and tried to use her cell phone, the report states. As the officer tried to grab her phone, she dropped it to the ground and then stood up. The officer used pressure points to force Walker into the car, but she reclined in the seat and began to kick at two officers, managing to kick one in the face. I am imagining they used the Vulcan neck pinch in order to subdue her, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, the thing is, is I just picture that she was trying to use her cell phone. Obviously, I imagine that she was cuffed. <laughs> yeah, So apparently. she's trying to use her cell phone, so somehow she'd, like, trigger Siri, and then Siri would inevitably not understand what she wants to do, too. That's the thing that would be so frustrating. That's got to drive her nuts. <laughs> Siri, look up ways to get out of being arrested by two police officers. I'm sorry, I, I can't look at anyone. anyone arrested by officers. <laughs> do you want me to search the internet for it? No! <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, the officers pulled... I, I, I yes. can tell you, by the way, about this guy who I met. is someone I worked with on a TV show. Um, work with a lot of different people who I end up meeting once, so I'm sorry. I don't have... It's not as flippant as it sounds. But anyway, he <laughs> said that uh, he set his... Uh, apparently, you can set the Siri accent to different accents, and uh, which I didn't know about. And I'm amazed that I haven't gone and tried to do this myself just to, because it would be amusing. He said he said it to, like, Australian, and him doing a bad Australian accent works better with Siri than English. <laughs> so take I, that for what it's worth. I uh, I know somebody who set their Siri to Indian. Really? Yes. Really? Did they then automatically feel better about asking Siri any computer-related questions? <laughs> Engaged to a half Indian person, I can say anything I want. It's not racist; it's I'm observational. Yeah, I'm bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> the the officers pulled Walker out of the car to stop her tirade and called for EMS. While waiting for paramedics, Walker quote showed signs of having a seizure unquote. Police said, but during her seizure, began cursing at the officers. Uh, paramedics took Walker to Piedmont Medical Center, where she scary. continued... Scary. That's scary. I can't get past how scary that sounds to me. Shaking yeah. uncontrollably and swearing uncontrollably to go with it? Uh, yeah. <sighs> uh, 
Paramedics took Walker to Piedmont Medical Center, where she continued to be combative and ripped the IV out of her arm, the report states. Ooh, that's bad news right there. You don't want to do that. That's bad idea, Jeans. Uh, A police officer and hospital security guards had to restrain Walker until she was arrested and charged with two counts of third-degree assault and battery, shoplifting, and resisting arrest. By the way, um, let me send you the mug. I'm going to have you guess which uh, hygiene products she tried to steal. Um, You know, I didn't know that Proactive was available. Yeah, that's Uh, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe some shampoo would be good. I don't know. Do you think she maybe is just a big Maroon 5 fan? <laughs> Some of that, uh, that you know, frizz containment stuff or whatever it is that people Dude. put in their hair. I, I wouldn't I don't know, know because I haven't had hair in years. I, I, I'm freaked out by the lip area because it looks like there's something that's just kind of growing right off that lip. Yeah, she's got uh, lip she's right got under the, the nose. She's got the herp working, looks like. Doesn't look good. Plus, uh, I, know it. I think she might have been trying to steal cleaning products thinking it was all meth. I don't know, dude, but that's that's the ugliest dude I've seen in a mugshot all day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. I still am giving the title of ugliest dude in mugshot that we've seen, even though we didn't see the mugshot, to the woman who was thrown off the plane for being mad that the guy turned down her sexual advances. <laughs> that dude was weird. Um, speaking of women who are weird (sighs) dateline newark ohio a central ohio woman who didn't like being named sheila and wanted a moniker that reflected her personality better has legally changed her first name to sexy (laughs) people wonder why the other countries are passing us a (laughs) hashtag america (laughs) america yeah Ironically enough, a Licking County, Ohio judge on Tuesday. A what? A Licking County judge. Licking County. Yes. All right. I don't believe. Trust me, it's it's a real county. I've, I've oh, been... I'm, I'm looking it up now. <laughs> All right. Now I see it. <laughs> on Tuesday, approved the request from the 41 year old Pataskala woman, formerly named Sheila Renee Crabtree. In her application, Crabtree called her given name the ugliest one out there. She says that if the court didn't allow the change to sexy, she'd try to become known legally by her middle name, which she's used for years. The Columbus Dispatch reports that Crabtree told the judge that her husband and teenage daughters approved of the change. When the judge asked her why she chose sexy, Crabtree said she's fun and free-spirited and thought the change would make her complete. And then the LMFAO song's about me. (laughs) She's not sexy yet, but she does know it. Oh boy! Uh, but by the way, I'm. This is the the fun, exciting portion of the program where we play. Let's let Ed judge whether or not this is an appropriate name. So, Ed, I'm going to send you a picture, and I'm going to let you decide whether it is appropriate for her to be named sexy. As I, by the way, I'm looking at the map. Um, it's right outside Columbus, Ohio, that Licking County is. I'm doing a soccer game uh, in Columbus, Ohio, later this summer. So I'm wondering if I get there early enough, if I could drive a rental car out to Licking County just to get a sign. Do it. You know, or something like that. <laughs> Would that be worth it for yes. everybody? Yes. Okay. Um, I haven't been able to see the picture yet. You sent it to me in my, my instant message window. And all I can see, though, is that the picture you've sent me is her laying on a couch. Right. I can tell that just from her legs at this point, um, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and wow. That – yeah, that didn't that didn't go so well with the reveal. 
I love the little dog as if to say I'm not already <laughs> bat bleep crazy enough with my name being sexy. I now have a small dog that I must carry with me everywhere I go who's probably very afraid of me. <laughs> yes, I'm a total whore, but I'm also a family woman. Yeah. That's, um, I'm, I'm just saying she, it's not a confident smile that's going in, in that picture. Seriously. <laughs> it's not a confident smile. The, uh, the is sexy. I think we've all heard that. The the you know. the honeycomb shirt with the matching pattern on her pants is really not getting it done either. I think she borrowed those pants from like the Three Amigos costume that her <laughs> husband wore for Halloween the year before. I mean, <laughs> she, so she borrowed this shirt from a from a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. We used this as chainmail when we dressed up as knights one year. Uh, Dude, Trent Reznor wore this. He wore this. <laughs> I saw some tweet today about someone uh, said that they were working out at a gym with the majority of people all being senior citizens and uh, Closer came on. <laughs> but, I was like, that's awesome. I bet that was awkward. By the way, my um, my father <laughs> asked if she was okay with the last name of Crabtree. Um, <laughs> so many places I could go with that. And that was the thing I kept thinking. Your name is Sexy Crabtree. <laughs> Sexy Crabtree. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. Yeah, not so much. I, I will say this, and I realize that the sample size is extremely small here, but I have uh, been friends with, dated, et cetera, et cetera, women from Ohio, and they mm -hmm. are pretty much batting a 1,000 for being completely nuts, so it does not surprise me at all that this is the case. I haven't done any of that with women from Ohio, so um, I'm not really sure what to say about that. I can't verify it, but I will take your word for it. Um you know, I, I don't. I don't plan too many trips back to the state of Ohio. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really feeling Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, my story about Cleveland, which I know I've told before, about the salesman telling me downtown Cleveland died ten years ago. That was amazing. So the, uh, this, the state of Ohio is just Cleveland. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is, even the state of Ohio would probably admit that. <laughs> I really think they would. Uh, we actually have an update on a story we had on the program before. So for those of you who are excited about updates from previous stories, there is this. You might remember this story once I mentioned. A uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina woman is out more than $63,000 from her savings after police say a man she met on a dating website asked her to wire him money so he could iron out issues with a visa and paperwork in Malaysia. Right, the Nigerian oil tycoon. Yeah, uh, please. Always Nigerian. I, I maintain <laughs> that. Always Nigerian in these scams. Why? <laughs> Nigerian prince, Nigerian oil tycoon. Uh, police on Saturday spoke with a woman, age 52, who reported that she met a man in his 50s last month using the dating site chemistry.com, according to a Rock Hill police report. Well, there's your problem. Use the ourtime.com, which is always in the TV. No, just farmers. Dude, the woman in an hour time ad is just... Farmers only, whatever it's called. Yeah, farmers only. You don't, have, you don't have to be lonely with farmers only. Nigerian know. farmer on that site. You can eat. <laughs> I will cultivate your crops if you wire me $3 million U.S. Right. Uh, I will also run a 10K for you. <laughs> he asked her for money to help work out his, his issues with his travel visas, I mentioned. Uh, I get it. Out, 10K. <laughs> yeah. Though, though she never met the man in person, the woman wired him money from her credit union and deposited money at a local bank branch, the report states. 
The woman gave him $13,000 on January 28th and then another $4,600 last Tuesday. She made a $10,000 deposit for the man last month at another bank branch in Rock Hill. Uh, she told police she also met the man's friend at the Starbucks off Selenese Road in Rock Hill and gave him about $30,000 cash in person, the report states. The woman told police she's lost up to $63,000 of her savings. The man's friends continue to call the woman asking for cash and implying that they're willing to come to her house to get the money. <laughs> That's, you know, the thing that, that I thought of for some reason, you know, is, as this seems completely ridiculous, is do you remember the story when a African-American gentleman went into a Home Depot and got like a $25,000 home uh, improvement line of credit under the name Danny Werfel? <laughs> yes. You do remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I found I found a copy on it where it's yeah, he got a call from the Home Depot credit department asking if he had applied for a $16,000 home improvement <laughs> loan at a store in South Plainfield, New Jersey. And that was the thing I didn't realize is I assumed it happened in the state of Florida where, you know, like, oh, Danny Werfel, yeah. But <laughs> not as big college football fans there, I guess. But turns out a scam artist had applied for the loan using Werfel's name, birth date, and social security number. He aroused suspicion, though, when he misspelled Destin, Florida, where the player lives in the offseason. It escaped notice that the imposter was described as a slender black man in his mid-30s. Werfel is 26 and white. <laughs> he should have gone in as Terry Dean. Oh, that would have been money, though. Hi, I'm Travis McGriff. Actually, it would have been a lack of money for Terry Dean. Probably. It's like, hi, I'm Travis McGriff. I'd like to apply for a loan, please. They'd probably fall for that and one. Anyone goes in and asks for like a loan in Florida is Jeff Driscoll. He's going to get beaten down. <laughs> See, nobody ever saw Travis McGriff with his helmet off. That's probably why he would have been okay there. But Danny Werfel, <laughs> you know, he was always standing there with his helmet off. People knew, right? Uh, yep. The uh, the the story I just read about the the woman in Nigerian or with the Nigerian prince or whatever. Um, one of the, one of the comments. See, the comment section is always the best and worst place to be ever on any internet story. Sure. Uh, the comment says sixty three thousand dollars would buy more than a lifetime of batteries. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but I have wow. to. Wow, <laughs> fantastic. Well played. I like it. It's a point for you, sir. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, we close down with these two stories. Dateline Beaumont, Texas. Police have cited an 18-year-old Beaumont man who riled and worried passing motorists by standing at an intersection in a banana suit with an assault rifle slung across his back. Wow. That, that's, <laughs> that did not go how I thought it was going to go. I, I really thought that you were going to, there was going to be an unwrapping the banana skin joke or something coming, but no assault rifle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. I didn't see. Yeah. I really, that, and that's a, that's a odd visual. <laughs> I've got a couple of pictures. One of, one of them of a uh, dairy queen ice cream cone, Staring at me and waving from a from an intersection. I'll have to show that to you at some point. Uh, Beaumont police said in a statement that officers determined the man was advertising for a local tactical and security store. The rifle had a drum magazine with a fifty round capacity. Wait a minute. Was it live ammo? <laughs> I I, uh, I guess I don't know. Um, that seems like a poor piece of judgment right there i mean i don't know what to expect from the guy he's a banana so he's probably not that smart but <laughs> the, man, that, that just seems like a questionable decision to bring an assault rifle out in public like that um you're supposed to leave it in the trunk of your rental car right mrs Tannehill? oh hey 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I'll let you guess what the man was uh, arrested for. Dressing like a banana? That's <laughs> that's copyrighted for the guy in the show, right? At San Diego State? Yeah. Show Nana? The, uh, the man was cited for violating a city ordinance prohibiting solicitation alongside roadways. Mm, all right. <laughs> well, that's obviously the problem here, not the assault rifle. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I um, actually I, I lied. I said we had two stories to close out the program. We have three, but they're quick, so we'll okay. uh, we'll bust through them. Dateline Denver: A ten-year-old girl has been cited for reckless driving after her mother's SUV crashed into a DMV office in the Denver suburb of Parker. That can't be good for your record. No. Uh, um, <laughs> do you think that account got flagged when it needed to be renewed too? The uh, the dri- Do you think that person just endlessly was sent to another line next time they went to the DMV? The driver's name was Joel, William. <laughs> but by the way, uh, in the chat room, uh, the, the banana suit did have a lot of appeal, and he did split when he was confronted by the police. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, continuing. Police Sergeant Andy Coleman says a woman parked outside the office Monday and left her 12- and 10-year-old daughters in the vehicle... That's when the younger girl apparently started the car and put the vehicle into gear. Coleman says the SUV rolled slowly through the office's front window until the mother jumped in to stop it from causing more damage. (laughs) No one was injured. Anyone 10 or older can be charged with a crime in Colorado, so police gave the girl a ticket for reckless driving. Ticklet. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they gave the girl a ticklet, that's a little more Woody Allen. That would Uh, have it. Coleman. That might break a law as well. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guarantee, I'm sure she was all high. It's all legal there. So it must be the fault of the marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Coleman, <laughs> Coleman says the mother was not ticketed because she didn't leave the car running. I didn't realize that was the dividing line. <laughs> really? That's where you're going with that? So that's the, the legal precedent on a case like this. Yeah. But by I the think, go ahead. I really wish that we could see the news, you know, adaptation, recreation of this. After having watched role models earlier in the day, <laughs> mom unfortunately left her child alone in the car. <laughs> if if you get a chance, uh, watch. There's there's a video out there, and Tosh had it of a seven year old kid who stole his grandmother's SUV because he wanted to, in his words, do hood rat stuff. Oh, I remember. I think I saw that. Sweet. It's an older video, right? Yes. Yeah. Was Sweet. it a redemption or was it just? It was a redemption. Breaking it out as if new. No, it was a redemption. Okay. Um, by the way, I, I also realized when I was talking about the banana story, I forgot to mention that it is indeed a legal slippery slope. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, we close the program with this. A man in the United Kingdom put his longtime girlfriend up for sale on eBay, calling her an old woman who lacks housework skills, <laughs> according to <laughs> Online Dish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, boy. Lacks housework skills. <laughs> mm. I got to say, that's poor scouting, though. <laughs> you, you know, that's, that's if you, if you, you got to know that before you marry her, what you're getting into, don't you? <laughs> well, he's not even married to her. It's his longtime girlfriend, apparently. Oh, I'm sorry. I kept thinking longtime wife. My bad. <laughs> uh, Sean Coles included an unflattering photo of his girlfriend, Debbie Moran, sprawled on a couch. See, we established earlier. Yeah, I was going to say, she wearing secret pants? (laughs) He tells ITV in Britain that he did it only as a joke, but the ad received over 50 bids and offers as high as $1,100. Sold? (laughs) You can't make her stay. You sell her off and tell her to come back. Wacky Uh, Britain's prostitution. Uh, In all seriousness, I wouldn't sell her for anything, he says. 
His girlfriend took the joke in stride, saying she was initially annoyed, but, quote, I knew he didn't do it maliciously because he's not like that, unquote. I am stunned by the level-headedness of that response, seemingly. <laughs> well, what they didn't mention is that he was murdered <laughs> shortly thereafter. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> enjoy the strychnine in your food, pal. <laughs> you said I couldn't cook, huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> I can't cook meth. <laughs> no, you're going to get some. Arsenic are popping up in your bloodstream uh, when you're here for your physical. Uh, do you have any idea how you could be getting arsenic in your system? No. <laughs> By the way, um, as we as we wind down the program, we always come up with a title from these programs, and right. uh, it is the twentieth episode. We need to have something good. Uh, I've I've only got one option, so I, I wanted to hit you real quick before the program yeah. ends and see if you have any title options. No, <laughs> sorry. I was, I immediately, as soon as you said this, about ten seconds ago, I was like, "Oh man, I got, I got nothing." <laughs> well, usually it comes right to mind. You got it all. Iron pajama jeans. Yeah, that's a winner. Yeah, uh, I'm. But- I'm leaning toward uh, the dangers of blowing your own face. <laughs> dangers of blowing your face was very good, yes. Absolutely. So, if you listen to the program and you notice that the title is The Dangers of Blowing in Your Own Face or some some uh, variant thereof, that's mm-hmm. where all this came from. I, I just have a feeling that someone's going to end up, you know, if someone saw that title, they'd end up listening to the podcast and just be so disappointed when they found out what that meant. <laughs> Sorry, but I hope you enjoyed the three-hour show. <laughs> what? What's wrong with being clowns for three hours? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That's the only way to be. And uh, as uh, as I mentioned that the <laughs> the song that everybody loves, everybody's favorite. It's the closing music for the program. If you want to contact us. Add to that make air on Twitter, DTMA podcast at gmail.com. This has been that make air episode 20 for Ed Barnes. I'm Brian Wilmer, and we'll see you back here next week. Same time, same channel. And uh, until we see you again, try to avoid blowing in your own face. We love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>